Hey, yo, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, a.k.a. The Road Podcast. This is DJ Crooked. I got Jamie the Great. Yeah. Uh, DJ Never. Yo. DJ D-Miles. Good morning. And we got a special guest, Scottsdale's finest. (laughs) (laughs) Scottsdale, dirty-ass Scottsdale's finest. But you live in L.A. right now, right? Yeah. All right. I don't know if you LA's finest yet. You haven't earned your LA. Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm not even trying to hold that title. Okay. Well, we got wow. we got DJ Fashion in the building. Hey. hey, word up. What's good, man? Chilling, bro. So tell us about your uh, your 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 stupid story about about uh, taking the wrong going to the wrong oh, airport. Come here. Well, first, thanks for having me. I've been wanting to get on this. Yeah, podcast I don't want to hear me. all that shit. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, but I um I got on the wrong. I, I almost got on the wrong flight to get here today. Just I drove. You to went the wrong to the airport. wrong airport. Yeah. Well, because I used to fly out of Burbank all the time to go everywhere, and then over the like the last year, it's been all LAX, LAX, and even last night I checked in. I'm like, remember to go to Burbank, and then I got in the car, <coughs> went to LAX, got parked the car, got in line, stood in the security line for 25 minutes, got to TSA. She's like, honey, you're at the wrong airport. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and then I called you, and you were like, fuck. I could hear it in your voice. Actually, we were like, yeah, man, we fucking fashion. And I was like, nah, but I'm still coming, and you were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, we got to deal with this motherfucker now, man. We didn't get rid of him. So anyway, so I drove to Burbank, and um, they put me on another flight, and I'm here. Good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. And you're just here for the next 12 hours. About that, 6 a.m., right back to L.A. You're just going to... do this podcast obviously and mm-hmm. then you're just gonna hang at jewel and get drunk and then fly b- and fly back to la that's pretty much sounds like yeah. a good plan story you're yeah. living your best life i'm living i'm living my best <laughs> drunk life Dang. so um i want to get I w- i've known you for a while right yeah at least 10 years at least 10 years at least yeah so i've known you from zach gitman yep Zach Gitman was our my first manager. Your first manager? He was my first manager, yes. Right. And uh, he signed you first. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he signed you and all that stuff, but uh, I met you probably in around 2007. Mm-hmm. So 11 years ago. Yep. And I think we met through Stingery in San Diego. Uh, yep. Which was maybe the biggest nightclub in San Diego at the time. Yeah. Right? It was in Gaslamp. I mm-hmm. think it's Omnia now. Yeah, it is. It was a great club, great staff, great owners, mm-hmm. awesome. It was, it was one, one of my of favorites in the whole yeah. country. Of all time. That club yeah. used to pop off. Yeah, that was a good that was a I got to say maybe like top, at least the top 10. Easy. Nightclubs, yeah. Yeah. Maybe top five. Easy. But I got we got to break it down. But from there, I met you, and it was by way of Sean Perry. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I want to talk about a little bit before us meeting. Okay. And kind of go to Scottsdale because I remember I had a gig in Scottsdale mm-hmm. and people would, I, I don't know, for some reason, Scottsdale was one of the first <coughs> cities to actually book New York DJs, yeah. maybe even more than Vegas. Oh, yeah. Around 2005, six, around there, right? I think the club, too, was called Six Lounge at the time. That's where you played. Maybe. Because that's where Sean Perry was booked. I just remember even Rathacon going there and yeah. everyone and everyone knew fashion because you were the dude who would open and close or you would yeah. and then it would be like, Yo, this dude's nasty. You know, you get in this reputation and everyone was just talking about you and I didn't know mm-hmm. anything. And then like I remember when we first hung out, you took me to like a soul food spot, I think. I think it was Honey Bear's Barbecue. Honey Bear's Barbecue. Yep. And 
I mean, everyone kept coming up to you. Everyone knew you. Everyone was like, yo, Fashion, what up, man? Like, when are you going to go back? I think they were like, you going to be on back on the radio? Are you going to be at that party again? And you were kind of like the, the dude at that time. Yeah. And there's like a lot of like, you know, like a lot of brothers and a lot of sisters, like a lot of black people coming up to him being like, yo, Fashion, what up, what up? And I was just like, damn. And yeah. if you guys don't know, like Fashion's... You're pretty You're whiter than white Right Bro <laughs> Pasty it gets, no, it gets no whiter Pasty. It gets no whiter Man are you? And he doesn't age Like he looks Like you look like You're 16 bro Yeah Thank you I feel yeah. like I'm 16 You do 46 I'm putting that out there I'm 46 You're 46 I'll be 47 October 5th Bam You got like the Vinny The What was that called Oh, no. from um, I know you're talking about from Doogie Howser, right? Doogie Howser, you got the Vinny, the oh, Vinny God. jeans, yo. Remember? Yeah, Vinny was like 48, and yeah. he's playing like a 16 year old. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But you say you doing that shit? You man. say you like never done any like drugs? Yeah, like, nah, you know? I don't, I don't, I, 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 I drink. I definitely drink. I drink a lot of vodka and I drink water, and that's it. I've never smoked. And you're one of the most annoying drunks I know. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like really annoying. <laughs> He just does something annoying, like he'll just kick you, like, "Hey, what's up?" And he'll kick nah, you and then run man, away. And I shit. won't do that. That's that. He'll <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll like, uh, what do you call it? Like, like twist your nipple. And you're like, ah, oh, what the that fuck? That I might do. And he'll be like, ha ha ha, and he'll just run away. And you're like, that what I might the fuck? do. <laughs> that I might do. That's but what not, you do. But no, for real though, I don't. Um, I I don't touch drugs. I don't smoke. I've never smoked weed in my life. Never smoked a cigarette in my life. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just drink water. And then when I'm at the club, I drink vodka. Damn. And that's it. So recipe that's uh, i mean recipe yeah. for youth i, I still mm. think you and uh you got that vinnie from doogie house <laughs> i remember the guy um so i wanted to talk about so i mean when i was there at the soul food spot <coughs> and i was like damn man everyone knows you and shit and then you were kind of break it down like and i'm you know i'm from new york me and never from new york mm -hmm. and you was a heavy hitter yeah so and you obviously big on the radio. That's how a lot of people knew you. Yeah, I did 11 years on radio in Phoenix. And I kind of want to go back. I want to go to the beginning. I want to see when fashion was actually 16. Okay. Not only looking 16, <laughs> but yeah. I want to see like how this whole shit started. Because honestly, like you love DJing. Yes, I absolutely love it. You love it. Yeah. Like if you couldn't do it, like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would be hurt. Yeah. I love it. Like a lot of, you know what's funny is the older we get and like just kind of... Uh, I mean, like, the circle that we're in, like, we all kind of know each other. I mean, we all know about, like, 40 guys. Like, the, everyone just kind of knows each other. And then there's, like, the outer perimeter of DJs. Right. That, mm. you know, in some of the markets that you travel to and you, you know, you, uh, they'll either open for you or they come out and see some of your stuff. But there's, there's a group of guys that's like, you know, I'm sitting here with all you guys now. I'm with, like, some of my other friends later. You know, just different things. And we all kind of know each other. And there's guys that are just like, man fucking hate DJing now like I don't even want to do it like yeah this is whack I just want to do other things and and they're just like it's just not fun for me anymore and I don't know I have fun every time it's funny because five makes fun of me he's like man he's like how was your gig and I'm like yo this shit was fun he's like man you have fun at every gig it's like yeah that's the point like how is it not fun do you yeah. play fucking records for people like that's it like how is it I not think, fun I think a lot of the times when I when I hang with some of like the, the like the older DJs yeah. and the dudes that I came up with, yeah. I think their frustration with it is the music. They're yeah. like, it's not the same, or the music, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And honestly, like... I mean, I get that, but it's the job. It is the job, and it's not... I mean, as bad as it is, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's still... 
kind of palatable. Where it's it's to the point where I'm still kind of having fun in yeah. the crowd. You could still get yeah. a reaction out of the crowd, but yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're but you're that dude that like literally, you you want to get on and DJ. Yeah, and then like if I left while you were like during your set, you'd be like, dude, I can't believe you left <laughs> during my set. <laughs> 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 like remember Kanye was talking about Obama remember he did that benefit for Obama and, and Kanye performed for at the benefit for Obama yeah mm -hmm. and Kanye was like yo Obama left by the time I got <laughs> on the stage <laughs> that's how fashion that, that's how fashion is Man. but fashion like just like you just went to the wrong airport yeah you're very creative you're like to me you're like you you exude creativeness like you're all about thank creative you. I right like that. thank you right yeah no I mean, you even. You, I remember you had that video called Renaissance Man. Yes, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it, and your appreciation for art, mm -hmm. for vis the visual arts, mm -hmm. right? As well as music, mm -hmm. as well as a whole bunch of things. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, one of the few DJs that I know that, like, you can do Photoshop, mm -hmm. and then like, you don't have a concept of money when it comes to something that you think is worth it creatively. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember like you uh, commissioning the artists who did the Fool's Gold logo. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, uh, that's the Rock. Yeah. I remember you paid him, I don't know how much fucking money just to do your logos. Yeah. And, and then you would like Photoshop them and you would like, like animate them. You would create flash, you know, mm -hmm. flash images and all of this shit. Mm -hmm. And I was just very impressed because you were, you were very much like a Renaissance man. Yeah. Except you can't dance or any shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I can dance. I don't know how good it is. Here's a solid two-step, bro. But I, Yo, I, I used to be good. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back because right. I know you came from hip-hop. Yeah. If you were heavy hitter, you came yeah. from hip-hop. Yeah. yeah. I want to know how the fuck these New York motherfuckers found out about you and then how this happened. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Because you're from Scottsdale. Yes. And none of us should know about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Well, actually... I'm originally from Erie, Pennsylvania. Even worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you've seen that uh, that uh, latest Netflix uh, uh, documentary called Evil Genius, that took place in Erie, Pennsylvania. And wow. I, yeah. About that bank heist, right? Exactly. Okay. The pizza guy, they got blown, got his head blown off. Wow. Anyhow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moving forward. Um, yeah, my dad, he moved us to Arizona when I was like eight years old. And so I pretty much grew up there. So that's why I claim Scottsdale. Scottsdale. So yeah. how did you get into hip hop? Just always liked it. My first record was the very first Run DMC album. On the same day I got that, I got Judas Priest. So being in Scottsdale, was there a disconnection? There was a, a disconnect with the hip hop, right? Well, it like you wanted more, but you couldn't have. But more, see, when right? I got into it, that there was nothing. Like it was literally Run DMC, and then like uh, like a couple months later, it was you know Paid in Full, Eric B and Rakim, and I was like, wow, this is like something that like I I'm embracing. And then that was kind of right around the time that MTV got on the air. Right. And then you start to see the videos. And then I saw Run DMC Rockbox. And I was like, holy shit, this is like amazing. Like, and then that's what really like sparked my hip hop interest. And then, you know, fast forward a couple years, like I really got into like, like the dancing aspect of it and break dancing and b-boying all that, you know. Oh, shit. I mean, dude, I like saw Beat Street and breaking in the theater. Like we would take cardboard and dance outside the theater. And then get Damn. like shuffled off by the police. What was your b-boy name? In Scottsdale. What was your b-boy <laughs> name? Uh, I didn't have a b-boy name, but later on, um, I was in a, a dance crew um, when we did more like freestyle dancing, and um, our crew was called Two, like the number Two N, the n the letter N, Two in Position. 
Hey yo. Two in position. <laughs> I know. Hey, yo. I know. Looking back, it's kind of like sus. Two in position. <laughs> Two in position. Hey, yo. Yeah. It was me and my bu- and my buddy Aaron. That was destined to fail. Yeah. We were good. <laughs> no, we were good. But like Scoop and Scrap Lover, like uh, Big Daddy Kane yeah, yeah. dancers, like we emulated them. And then there was also this um, um, there was also this uh video that was on PBS um like late eighties uh, early nineties. It was called Wreck and Shop. You can watch it on YouTube. And it, it came out of Brooklyn. And it was a dance crew called the Mop Tops. And they were also the same guys. We emulated them. And they were like dipped head to toe in polo gear. And so we were dipped head to toe in polo gear. And that's where I came up with the name Fashion. And so mm. Fashion stemmed from my dance crew. And then when I started DJing, uh, people were like, yo, what are you going to call yourself? And I was like, I mean, just call myself fashion, fashion for, an, for right now yeah and then they would just uh, now i dress like shit i just like, i don't care i'm like whatever but the name stays so yeah. you've been the, you've been fashion since like the 90s since 19 technically well, about 89 80s. 89 damn, yeah damn. Yeah. Wow. yeah 89 wow oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> <Not. laughs> 20s like damn <laughs> old no, no i'm just saying because you know i'm 29 years i wasn't never until like maybe 90 97, 98. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wait, but how did you get into DJing? Um, so, m- my dance crew, yeah, we would go, um, we went to this club that was in Scottsdale. It was called A Step Above. It was just in like a, like a plaza, like just like a regular strip mall plaza. And um, across the way was Video Roundup. Well, I used to go to Video Roundup and play video games before I got into like all that stuff. Z Trip was playing that club. Mm-hmm. And at that time, he was like, he was the guy in Phoenix. And, um, and we didn't, I didn't know who he was. I was just like, yo, I'm just trying to go to this club where I'm old enough to get in. Because it, it was like 18 and up. I wasn't 21 yet. Right. And um, so we would go in there. And um, we were regulars there all the time. And z Trip would be playing. And then one night, it was kind of a slow night. He was like, yeah. He goes, uh, I see you guys are always here. And, and I just want to let you know, you know, the club's closing. But. Um, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be at this new spot and uh, I want you guys to like come and do your thing. And we were like, cool. And then I was like, well, since it's like done, like it's closing, you know, will you let me try your turntables? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he let me get on and I literally just scratched the wrong record. I scratched the record that was playing. Right, and I was right, like, right. but just just doing that. I was like, wow, like I'm really intrigued. Like like he made it look so easy. And obviously it's not. And I want to know how to do it right. And um, he was like, yeah, you know, like, come through the crib sometime, whatever. And, like, literally, like, two days later, I was at the crib for, like, 12 hours. And we were just chopping it up about music and, and all these other things. And that was it. That was the bug right there. And then wow. so Z-Trip put you on. Z-Trip put me on. Wow. Not a lot of people can say that. No. I didn't even know he was from Arizona. Yeah. He, he, well, he was originally um, from New York, and his family moved out to Arizona also when he was in, like, uh, I want to say I want to say middle school but maybe high school. Oh, okay. And so yeah, wow. and then so he he basically he he he, oh, he owns coming from Arizona. Yeah. 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 Mm. Damn. Damn. That's man. crazy. Yep. So, I mean, how many lessons did you get from teacher? <laughs> Honestly, there weren't really lessons. I mean, like I would watch him do things and I would ask him, "Hey, will you show me how to do this?" and he'd be like, "Nah." I'm like, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean, "Nah?" Like, you say come over and like, you know, whatever. He's like, "Nah." He's like, "I'm saying come over and like you can like kind of like vibe and learn." He goes, "But like um, I won't teach anyone how to do it because he goes, then you, I'm basically teaching you my style. He goes, you got to learn on your own. So you develop your own style, mm. which I respected that. And I got that. And I was like, okay. Mm. And he goes, what you need to do is get your own tables and just go at it, you know, and just figure it out. And, and I was like, nah, that, 
actually makes sense. And I did that. I bust tables at the time, and I saved that tip money, and I actually bought his used 1200s. Wow. And then I bought a Gemini mixer. Of course. With, with the little transformer on uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. The, little, the, the little bomb drop. <laughs> yep. Right. And, um, and yeah, and then I would buy records and just keep practicing, practicing. I would make these mixtapes. How, how old were you at this time? Um, like 20, gosh, like 21, 22 at least. Mm. Like, well, I was born in 71, so maybe about like 20. Yeah, like 20, 21. So you like in high school, you were a B-boy? Um, no, actually in high school, I skateboarded. And I went to vocational school for art. And then, oh, okay, okay. So you went to college or no? I went to community college for art. Okay. I took, my art grades were like excelled over everything. And then, but I barely almost, uh, I barely passed high school because I let everything else like fall the wayside. Right. And, um, and so I couldn't get a scholarship doing art and I couldn't afford to go to art school because my parents didn't have money. Right. And so I took all the community uh, community college courses for art and I did everything they would allow me to do and then finally they were like look dude you gotta like start taking math and shit or you gotta go <laughs> and I was like I'm out and that yeah. was it and then I was like okay what do I do now and then I was like alright well let me bust these tables and I worked in a couple sneaker stores and that's stuff that's funny like we were just talking sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. we were talking we, we had a uh, Mega Man you know mm-hmm. Mike Mike Mayetta I do and he was talking about how logistically the part of his brain is very high in the creative level mm-hmm. But like in the logistic, like reasoning level, mm-hmm. it's low, and I feel that kind of with you. Hence the wrong airport today. <laughs> 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 and then you pay, and this is the craziest story: you telling us that you paid eight dollars for the Wi-Fi on the plane. Yeah. So you could finish an Instagram story. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> that he couldn't like. That's artistic as hell. I did yeah, that. but that's what it I, had to be done right. Exactly. But that's what I mean. Is like yeah. you you buy art and like. I feel like sometimes you'll buy it and you won't even think like, this is too much. You're just like, I got to get it. Trust what's, me. What's the highest you ever paid for uh, uh, an art piece? Um, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> is it no. over six figures? We're going to talk about no, that. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Um, I mean, I try to stay within a certain budget. I'm, I've am i slowed down like a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it, it's also kind of like a... Uh, it's like more it's more saturated now isn't it a um, bit? it's just different it's just different like when I kind of got because I started out like collecting street art and stuff and then um, like cause and stuff like I collected cause figures in like 99, 2000 oh shit when he first like kind of hit it and was like you know he had all this stuff in like Kid Robot and all those kind of things mm-hmm. and so like kids were kind of collecting sneakers and like the toys and so I was like but I was mainly on the cause stuff so like I had all the cause figures and stuff and it wasn't really about uh, his art and stuff and then when I moved to L.A., I started going to more galleries and stuff, and I started to veer m- more out of the street art and more into the contemporary world. And that was actually more the world that I knew from school. Like when I went and did mm-hmm. t- school in high school and college, and I learned about like you know like artists like Warhol and Lichtenstein and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, this is actually more what I'm really into anyway. Right. And so I just kind of like I steered out of that. Uh, I-, I curved street art and then kind of jump back in the contemporary world and so yeah that's kind of just got older yeah no and that's exactly it it, it just it, yeah it, because it, it's like more of an adult i mean street art is at right now it seems more like a hustle right with certain artists i feel like they're kind yeah. of like 
oh, that's the formula, and they just kind of hustle yeah. their way and they well, like, you know socialize their way up. You I know? feel like a lot of street artists just copy other street artists. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, you know, Banksy did the rat with the spray can or the or whatever. And then like 20 other street artists do stuff with rats. And you're just like, come on. Right. You know, like, be original. It could only be one rat. There's only one rat. <laughs> 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 All right. So back to you and uh, Z Trip making out in his. Uh, never like that it was never i'll tell you what i tell you though i tell you though so you never sat on his lap nah, you never sat on his lap and uh, he taught you how to scratch or nah, crab or something nah. but <laughs> I did, but um i did probably like three years after we met oh shit you getting deep now you want to hear some shit <laughs> no no but i, I, As he I said yo i did you did said what but you said but three years <laughs> later <laughs> i did but three years later what um I'm <laughs> this guy him and then um he, well he used to work at this spot called bobby mcgee's and um if he didn't want anybody to know that i'm sorry bro but i'm putting it out there what is that so bobby mcgee's was kind of like a tji fridays in the 1990s the dj there yeah, that was like his. That was like his bread and butter. That was his nine to five job. And then, um, and he had to go. Oh, in he DJ there, or he, he was like a, no, a no, manager. No, he DJed there. Oh, okay. He DJed there. But like, he had to go in. He had to wear a tie and stuff. And he would play. You know, he get on the mic and be like, "Hey, you know, like, hey, here's the conga by uh, whatever Gloria Stefan." Right. And um, he would do all those like things. And you know, like Vanilla Ice. The, all those records were big at that time. But it was it was kind of like a hey, it's happy hour. Let's all go to. Bobby McGee's and this guy's playing this music and then like whatever and then as soon as he was done doing that then he would do like the hip hop parties and stuff but that was like his I mean it was like a check that was like his 9 to 5 right mm -hmm. so that was guaranteed loot for him I'm sure we all had to do crazy gigs like that in the beginning I cleaned yeah. I bust tables yeah I bust what was it what was your worst and first DJ gig in Scottsdale. What was my worst DJ? What, I mean, what, what was your first? It's got to be one of your worst, your first ones. No, 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 no. Well, see, see, that's the thing. So Z Trip was like, um, I never really was looking to do gigs. I was just making tapes for myself to listen to in my car. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. And I just wanted to scratch. Like, I, 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 what, I, what really interested me the most was watching Kid Capri at the end of um, uh, the Deaf Comedy Jam when yeah. he would flip like right. public and hold it yeah. now yeah. and the dudes would dance on the stage. And I was mainly in it for the dudes dancing on the stage because that was the type of dance style that me and my friends were into. So we would watch that 30 seconds of those guys dancing every time Deaf Comedy Jam was on so we could learn those moves. Mm. Because no one in Scottsdale knows those kind of moves you know but then as i'm watching that they would they pan the camera over to kid capri doing his thing i was like damn like i'm really like you know i still want to learn more of that so that's kind of like what when i saw z trip that's when i was like yeah okay i want to learn that i want to do like what kid capri did whatever I, want, I like how he rocked the party he was on the mic he was good just and that was just on deaf comedy jam right and um but um so um zach z trip zach he would be like look dude um I'm going to let you um, open up for me. Or I'm going to let you play 20 minutes tonight when we get to the club. And see, back then, there were no openers. He did the whole night. Right. Yeah. He'd be on from like 9.30 until 2. Or, yeah. or I think at that time, um, the clubs only stayed open until 1 in Arizona. But anyway, we would get there, and he'd be like, uh, we played at this club called um, 411. It was right by Arizona State University. Mm -hmm. And it had three flights of stairs. And he's like, if you want to get on for 20 minutes, he goes, carry my crates up them stairs. Nice. And I yeah. did. I carried all his crates upstairs. You, you better, motherfucker. Yeah, I, and and then and then you had to go like another five hundred feet to the DJ booth. But it was like, yeah, okay, I'll How do it. How many crates? How many crates did he have? It's like three or four. He, he that's it. I thought like I thought eight or more. Yeah. Nah. Yo, what's the never? What's the most crates you ever seen? Oh man, um, it was flex. 
Scribble. Scribble. At the old light. He, he came with like, it was over 20 crates. Holy no shit. Way. I swear to God. How long was it said? <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. Did he have like a dolly with him? Or yeah. No, they had the, the hotel um, dolly. Oh, see, oh. we didn't do any of that. We legit just hop. like, <laughs> yeah. like we, I mean, I was taking him out of the bed of his truck mm-hmm. and carrying him upstairs. No dolly, no elevator, no nothing. Damn, 20 man. crates? Oh, 20 That's crates. That's pretty insane. That's How long crazy. was it set, Never, You remember? Two hours. I thought he was going to say like maybe eight or nine. I think That's he was like traveling. Oh. I wouldn't even know where to look half. for records in 20 crates. He had like the crates all in the in the back of um the walls. Yeah. He had them all in the DJ booth. <laughs> it was just crazy. I was like, damn, man. That's wow. insane. Yeah. All right. Well, you carried only four, right? Like four, maybe five. Nice. And then, um, yeah, and I would play... A handful of my own records. I would take my own when records. When you were carrying on, were you like, motherfucker? Or no, you not like, at all. Fuck, I, was, I get the DJ tonight. Yeah, no, I was excited. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Nice. And so he would let me play. And then, but it was like, you know, I was all nervous. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm not in the bedroom anymore. I'm like out in doing this thing. <laughs> and, you know. So like, it, damn, it, I'm not sitting on Z-Trip's lap anymore. I don't have guy. to. This <laughs> guy. So, um, <laughs> arms length. Arms length. Was it like a, a large capacity in the club? Yeah, no, it was a big club. And because it was right by the university, it was pretty big. Um, and they had big nights. I mean, they packed it out. I mean, like, especially in the summertime, I mean, the win- it, the windows, that like, it was, like, encased with windows. And um, it was on, like, the third level. But, um, I mean, the windows would sweat. I mean, it was, like, straight, wow. like, condensation, like, in the whole place. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. And um, I would, back then, I was drinking, too. I, back then, though, I drank Long Island iced teas. And I just get fucked up. Rookie. Mm-hmm. Some Man. rookie shit. That's the I mean, bro, that's some nineteen nineties shit. I was about to say we all started in long. Well, I did also. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think it's just a young, a young it was those. Drink. It was those. It was a uh, um uh, white Russians and a Jamaican bicycle seat. I don't know. I don't know that. what that is. Yeah, Jamaican bicycle seat. The fuck seat. is a Jamaican? bicycle I don't know. Seat. Google it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jamaican bicycle. seat. It's funny because one of the first times I hung out with Darren not in Vegas. We went to the spot and he got me a Long Island iced tea and that shit fucked Dude, me yeah. up. Like, <laughs> but it was so good. Two of those and you're fucked up. For you. I, you I, was one. Drink. I was one, but I drank it like so smooth because it was so good tasting. Man, it was fucked. It's creeper. Fuck, yeah. It's a creeper. That is. Yeah, I had to stop. I had to stop with those. Too much shit. Jamaican 10 speed drink? That's what it is. 10 speed. Bicycle seat 10 speed. What's the difference? Bicycle seat. <laughs> <Bicycle speed. laughs> <laughs> oh, Different parts of the bike, but he got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Malibu rum, melon liqueur, yeah, milk, pineapple, ugh. Milk? Yeah. yeah. Milk with pineapple? I mean, that's what right Russians are, right? Yeah. It's milk, yeah. yeah. Milk and liquor. Damn, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Sounds horrible. But so, yeah. So anyway, so I drink those. I would do my 20-minute set. He didn't break me off any money, no nothing, whatever. Right. But And then eventually he would do some um, some of the uh, black fraternity parties, the Alpha Phi Alphas, mm. uh, um, uh, the Gammas, all those parties, and then... He would have other things that he would have to do, and then he, they'd be like, well, he'd be like, well, wh- why don't you book fashion for your party? And so they started booking me for some of those parties. So I really started my main, main, main start, like, for my own self with no one else was doing um, the black fraternities at uh, Arizona State University. That's dope. Wow. And, um, and uh, the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, they pretty much had me exclusively for every party for, like, three, four years. That's crazy. Yeah. What songs was big at the time when you started? Um, I mean, Notorious Big, Craig mm-hmm. Mack, like all those, like ninety four, yeah, ninety three, ninety four, okay. Tribe Called Quest, all those, you know, nine hundred number, mm-hmm. um, Frankie Cutlass, Puerto Rico, all those records, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, wow. yeah, yeah. loved it. Did we y'all we all doing reggae sets out there too or not? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't have a lot at the time. I had more l- l- like a little bit later on. Uh huh. But um, yeah. That's wow. so. Wait, so you're doing this, and then you got on the radio, right? 
yeah, I did. I so I got asked to do a club. Uh, well, eventually I started to do some some club stuff too as well. All right, so wait, wait, wait. So you started doing the black fraternity, yeah. right? So that was your one gig. How often would that come? Like once um, a month? Maybe a couple of month. Once a month, a couple of month. Uh huh. And then I would do like a couple like other hip hop parties around town for like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks a night. There was a party downtown Phoenix. I can't remember what the name of it was now, but um, they had a really cool Saturday night. And um, there were times that I would do, I would literally go bus tables Mm -hmm. and I would take my gear with me and I would leave the restaurant smelling like food, but I would change in the bathroom and I would go right to the DJ gig and I would play the last like hour, excuse me, of the DJ gig. And I was like, I'm cool, let's do it. And it was always packed and it was just like, it was just such a rush. The worst part was carrying your crate in through the crowd um, you can afford it as well. I'm no, no, no. I, for, for that gig, I usually just took like two. Yeah. Just one hour, right? Yeah, it was just one hour. So then you just started building. Your name started going around town. Yeah, I started a couple different like. Did the you hip-hop. have to do mixtapes? Um, yeah, I always did mixtapes. Like I just did. I don't think the mixtapes really helped for the club thing. Like people wouldn't rock the mixtapes, and I used to get real creative. Like I would make my own covers. I'll have to show you guys like some covers. But well, we got one here. Hey! Oh man, that's that's way late though. That's way. Well, I late. got this one a while ago, and then I never opened it. All right, I'm gonna find some and I'm gonna send them to you. This I'm is Dexter. This is Dexter Volume One DJ Fashion. There you go. Damn, do you have copy that? I don't have. You that. can keep that one if you want. Ah, there he is. It's not even open. No, it's not open. You yeah. didn't want to. So did you listen to it? Nah, nah. you didn't want to hear this shit. I, ha- I got I got a bunch <laughs> from. I don't know if I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear it. But yeah, that was, I had that one. I was like, oh shit, when we got fashion, that's, that's fucked up. That you why yeah. you didn't listen to it though? Oh, that's fucked up, Jamie. I don't have no Here, CD I'm gonna let you listen to it first because I'm not traveling with anything. <laughs> so I'll get it the next time. I'll get it the next time. So, uh, yes, you were doing mixtapes. You're doing you're getting in the circuit. Yeah, and then some of the promoters were starting to book me more for some of the hip hop parties. And then I did this one party on a Saturday night. It was at this club called Zazu, and it was on like 16th Street and Camelback in Phoenix. And um, they had a radio broadcast, and the guy that was there, his name was Mikey on the mic. And um, Mikey, Mikey on, on the, the mic. mic, Mikey on the mic, <laughs> another West Coast. Uh, Mikey name. on the mic. Well, he was actually, I think, from Fresno, um, either Fresno or Bakersfield, where they came from. And then he was doing nights on uh, Power ninety two in Phoenix. And then um, <laughs> Mikey on the mic. He um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's the nineties, bro. It's the nineties. And uh, doesn't matter. How did he sound? <laughs> he was good. He was actually really good. He was good. Hey, welcome to this is Mikey on the mic. No, 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 no. no. Like he, he was he was legit. His um his, his uh. Hey, what's up, Bakersfield? It's his, Mikey on the mic bro, over here. I'm telling here. you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Mikey, his, Mikey, Mikey on the mic. My, his my, partner my, my, was my. this guy uh, Casey. He went by Big Willie, and the two of them were together. They were good. They were really good together. That's Anyhow. probably the best name I've heard in a minute. Big Willie. Big Willie. Mikey, no, no, Mike. Mike, oh. Mikey on the mic. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey on the mic. Anyhow. Um, so I did this <laughs> I did the club Moving forward I did the club And that, after the club He was like Yo man He goes that, uh, The shit was nice And I was like Thanks And he's like Would you want to do a mix On the radio I was like Yeah I'm down I'm like What do I do And he's like Here I'm gonna give you This DAT player um, Go home and record a mix Bring it to the station And then we'll run it On Monday at 5pm And uh, you'll be on the drive time I was like Alright cool So I went home Over the weekend I probably Just like that Probably started the mix over Like 20 times Cause it was It was, it was one One take One and done and um and it was violent. There were no Serato, no cue points, no nothing. Like if you had pops in your records, if you if you brushed your needle on the record, like it scratched. It was like Damn. it was a mess. So, mm. but I want to make sure that first mix was good. So I did it. I How ran long it. was it? Uh, forty five minutes. Okay. It was two segments, and then um I drove it to them on Monday, and it took me like an hour and a half to get to the station and rush out of traffic. I dropped off my dad. They were like, all right, cool. They didn't even let me in the building. He basically opened the door, took the tape, and was like, all right, I'll see you. And you didn't oh, get paid. No, it was free. It was all free. 
So I get back in the car. I'm stuck on the freeway going back home. And I hear him running the mix, and I was just bugging out. I had goosebumps. I was like, That's holy crazy. shit, like, Damn, I man. made this. And then I didn't even think, I thought he would just be like, yeah, you know, we got this guy fashion on the radio. Uh, check it out. And he, uh, the first break came, I was like, man, he's like, fashion, he's doing his thing. He's killing it. Uh, and then he's like, caller, who is this? And they're like, hey, this is so-and-so from the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. That's my boy. He DJs our parties, oh, blah, blah. And then and I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like, like, people that know me are like calling up and like, yo, that's my guy. And I was it's like, like a scene in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was I'm, stuck I'm, in the freeway. Dude, I'm telling you, the shit was like, everyone surreal. on the freeway just starts dancing. <laughs> <Yeah. and shit. laughs> Jump on top of the car. <laughs> Fucking Ryan Gosling gets out, starts like doing Lala, this. Yeah, yeah. Like Lala, uh, but no, but it was cool. And I was that like, sounds wow. amazing. What year was it, that? That was uh, 96. Did you look over and like, yo, I'm on the radio, that's me? No? Nah. I, <laughs> dude, I was in a Hyundai. Oh. <laughs> dude, this is the sad thing. What's the equivalent of that now? I don't know like, if there what, is what's one. Like, what's a kid, like, like having, having, like, your shit on Worldstar? Like, what is your Kinda, shit right now? Yeah. That's sad. Isn't know. it that sad? Is sad? I don't know. What's the equivalent of that now? That I mean, you still have your shit on the radio. It's yeah, but that don't really no mean shit. No one really listens to the radio. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to diss radio, but I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not as impactful, yeah. like, yo, like. It would have to be something with social media, right? But it's it gotta has be. To be. It's gotta be like World Star. That's amazing. Real like you can't recreate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like kind of yeah. like I guess having like a viral video or something. Like no, but that's not even because no. you can make a viral video video from doing nothing from yeah. putting whipped cream. I in mean, your people ass. made it with Vine six seconds. You took forty five minutes. That's true. Damn, that was like really different. It's but it was like good. It dude, it, honestly, it was like one of the best feelings ever. And I got home, and the dude called and you, me, and you felt like a DJ for the like a real. I did, DJ like for I felt really time. accomplished. I yeah. was like, wow, like they they played my mix on the radio. People called in and said they liked it. Like it was all good. And I was like, wow. And I, and, and and I mean, there were no there were no uh, like iPhones back then. Nothing. I think I had a pager at the time, like a like a legit green screen pager. The pager was blowing something. up. something. I don't even remember back then what it was, but. He, but he uh, he called me. I remember he called me, and he's like, yo, how would you like to do that five days a week? Oh, shit. And I was like, I'm in. And he goes, all right, cool. And he goes, keep that DAT player. He goes, we'll, we'll buy you some DATs, and, um, you know, you're just going to have to bring them to the station every day unless you want to record them all in advance and then drop them off. Um, he goes, but um, there's no money involved. And wow. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm cool. It, it's it's all good. Whatever. I'll do it. Like, whatever. So I did that for a year. That's a lot of work. I did that for yeah, a year. Man. But but hold on, I want to do the math. Forty-five minutes <laughs> times five times yeah. five times fifty-two. Dude, that's a shit ton. That's like two hundred something days. Was it like all new mix? I mean, new music, or was it a mixture of old school? No, they they would give me like a um like a playlist of it's like twenty-three hours. Right, so bust this. No, twenty-three hours. It's twenty-three thousand hours. Wow. Twenty-three thousand seven hundred hours. Yeah. I'm gonna divide that by twenty-four hours. Nine hundred eighty-seven no. days. Yeah. For yeah, a year, now, how can it be nine hundred eighty-seven no, days no, for a year? No, no, no. <laughs> you, you well, it's minutes, it's minutes, it's minutes, yeah. minutes. Minutes. That's what it is. My fault. My fault. Damn. Right. I'm the Asian one too. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-five minutes times uh, five. That should be two twenty-five. Divided by sixty. That's three three hours and seventy-five times fifty-two. 52. It's one hundred ninety-five hours. There you go. That wow. sounds right. For free. For free. Damn, man. That's eight days straight. Eight days straight. So. It's a lot. But they, what they told me and what, what did what did work with that was they were like, look, you know, the exposure you get on the radio, you'll allow it to charge a little more at your DJ gigs. You'll get people who 
maybe didn't know of you before and like you know will be like hey i heard you on the radio i want to book you and it happened like several times i got booked i even did a wedding from being on the radio and that was like a whole nother incident but uh, it was well, bad it was bad it was um it, it, young couple the girl i think honestly i think the girl was 16 and the dude was like 18 i mean they were young hispanic couple and they were like they called up the radio station they're like we want fashion to teach our wedding we like what he plays on the radio and i was like they're like yo do you want to do this wedding and i'm like man like i don't really do weddings like i don't know what even to do like never really done one and they're like nah we just want you to come play the music you play on the radio and it's like i think at the at the time like the biggest record was 112 only you the remix and i was like all right she's like yeah just make sure you have that song and i'm like all right so i show up with like whole gear i like z trip had like a mobile setup and so I, I basically rented his mobile setup. He didn't, he didn't let me use that shit. He was like, nah, you're going to pay. So I rented his mobile setup. I went to these people's house. I set up all the gear, set up my own turntables, brought my records, the whole nine yards, was good to go. I played 15 minutes of music, and the bride and the groom left. And then I'm sitting there with the family, <laughs> full Hispanic go? family. <laughs> Half of them weren't speaking any English at all. <laughs> And they're like, yo, where's Spanish music? I'm like, I ain't got no Spanish music. I was like, I don't have nothing. Hey, play Vicente Fernandez. And I'm like, and they're like, what do you mean you ain't got no Spanish music? I was like, nah, they told me they want me to play what I play on the radio. So this is what I brought. This is what I have. I was right. like, I don't have Hey, man, what you talking about, yeah. man? <laughs> and they were like, they, no, they were getting mad. They were getting mad. And then finally. You didn't even have oldies, bro? Dude, I have not. No. The, my oldies? Do you, no. remember, do you remember the old. Uh, the, remember the thumb? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, but that would have saved them. That's no, what no, I'm no. saying. But do you remember the Thump? Thump Records had those like compilations. Yeah. And it had like all the oldies. On. I, I had those. I had those. And I, you know, but Man, like you don't Atomic have any, Dog. Don't have any Kid like Frost? Nah, I don't <laughs> have Frost. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the lady came over. She was like, look, she goes, you might want to pack up your shit and leave. She's like the, the uncle. He's starting to get irritated and, and he's drunk. No Tito Puentes? And I was like, man. <laughs> and I did. Dude, I What'd packed my never? shit. I go Tito Puentes? Puentes. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, Damn, I don't know yeah. that was at the time. So so then, you were about to get fucked up. Pretty much, yeah. I was, I was like really Why nervous. Why did the Damn. bride and the groom leave? Oh uh, no, I was pissed. And then did you so, get paid? I got paid. Well, how much did you get? It was like three hundred dollars. <laughs> That's it. That's it. How much does each trip uh, rent you out his stuff? I think it was like eighty dollars. Okay. How fast did you pack up? <laughs> well, faster than faster than I unpacked. <laughs> Wait, were you alone? You did it all by yourself. I did it all by myself. I was alone. Yeah. Lights and everything, oh, speakers? No, nah, I didn't do lights. You lucky just, but I did do speakers. I had speakers. I had a small amp. Damn, uh, you, you lucky they didn't take your shit, man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Let me tell you, Mexico's Fast crashes, lights get enough. He just pointed a bunch of flashlights. <laughs> yeah. <in there>. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was, up the room. Yeah, it was also like four in the afternoon, and it was inside their house. I literally was set up in the living room. Are you serious? Wow. I'm dead serious. Hey, bro, Why did I picture it outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. In the backyard. In the back of it, yeah, the backyard. Yeah. Like, in the grass. There was only like 30 people there. It was only like 30 people. Damn. That's why I thought it was weird that they wanted to, they're like, yeah, we want to book this That's radio DJ. That's not a DJ. Mexican wedding, yo. Well, I mean, me everyone there was Mexican or Hispanic. Let me tell you, that's a family. <laughs> that's not a fucking wedding. Well, that's fucked up, I, It was frightening. It was frightening. I'm, I'm bugging out how the bride and the groom left, though. Just yeah, they just bailed. Him, they just totally dipped, and I was like, what the fuck? So that wow. was it. After that, I was like, no more weddings. I'm cool. I've done a, cu- I've done a couple <laughs> since, but like people I know or whatever. But like mm-hmm. every now and then, I'll have someone go, yo, you do my wedding? I'm like, nah. But I did do a wedding in Chicago like two years ago, and that shit was bananas. And they did. Like the groom was like, yo, play ASAP Ferg. I was like, all right, I got that. And then like even like the mom came up. She's like, do you have any like share? And I'm like, 
no, but I got something close to it. And she's like, all right, just play that. And I don't even remember what I played, but that actually went off. And then afterwards, I ended up going to the club and getting shitty. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. All right, so you, you're on the radio doing it for free. And then at what point were you fed up? Like, yo, I got to get paid for this shit. I was never, not, I was never fed up. Um, at the time, I was still bussing tables and just cleaning up after people. And I was like, you know what? This is that's just the job. This is what when pays you, the when bills. When you look at it now, are you like, damn, I was so stupid. I should have handled my business better? No. No, not at all. I was humbled by the whole experience. Nice. And eventually, a new program director came on board at the radio station. And he said, um, you've been here for a year for free. He goes, it's time we make you an employee. And he put me on a salary. Is that how it usually works on the radio? I don't know. That sounds um, like... Honestly, I don't know. From from the time I started doing radio, was uh, I worked my way up from being like the street team person to like, and that was that was pretty much free. And then like I would do like uh, I would take the DJs had like a uh, club remotes, so I would set up their equipment at the club remotes because we do yeah. live feeds from the club, so you can listen to the live feed from the club on the air. Yep. So I would set up all that equipment, and um, eventually once I started mixing, yeah, um, I would just fill in like if they needed someone, and then eventually once I became a full time mixer, I, I got paid. But that's that awesome. was like two years, three years later. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh. Yo, that's that so. old school like music industry shit where they just rape the fuck out of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But see, Basically, once, yeah. but see, once he got involved, like I, it actually wasn't bad. I, I, I can't remember the exact amount I got, but I want to say, I got, um, I want to say I got like fifty dollars a mix, so I get like two fifty a week. That's not bad. Which wasn't bad. That's what uh, Vice used to get too. That's more than what you get, Jamie, right now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, Damn. But yeah. But then also, also when that guy came on board, they put a live, they put a, a, a DJ setup in the, one of the side studios. <laughs> Sorry. Piece of shit. Y'all are rough. I'm just That's fucking tough. With Y'all are rough. I'm just fucking with him. This motherfucker make two seventy five a week. It's all good. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I clear rent. You know, that like, two seventy five goes a long way. Man. <laughs> shit. What's a lot less these days? Is it than it was back then? Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of radio. Yeah. Or radio? Yeah. Like how some, much? Like twenty bucks. I know some of them that don't pay like anything. It's literally it's like no money at all. Like maybe twenty dollars mix. Yeah, but if you're like like these big big uh, like headlining dudes, like uh, who's a big dude on the radio? Oh, like Pro Style. Felly. Felly or even Just yeah. Incredible. Sour Sour those guys are getting paid. Yeah, but those guys are also on their personalities, so they have contracts. Okay. But if you're just strictly mixer, because I was strictly mixer, and then every now and then I would poke my head in with the uh, hey. whoever the on-air guy was. <laughs> Damn, man. Yo, <laughs> let, let fashion tell his story, <laughs> fucker. Yeah, yeah, you would poke your head in. <laughs> <laughs> to the on-air. <laughs> would you say the on-air? Just a tip. <laughs> so you would... Yeah, you would, you would, uh, <laughs> you'd be the guy, and you would poke your head in, and, yeah, yeah, and it would happen. Nah, but poke I would, it, I would, poke it in, no, poke I, it out. I, I, I'm, I, I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> my God. Never. I knew this was coming. I expected this. <laughs> it's cool. It's pause. No, no, it's cool. Hey. No, but finish your story, you poke your head in. Nah. <laughs> no, but I would poke my head in, and I would kind of vibe on the air with the guy, with, with the whoever. <laughs> Okay. So you would vibe with him, okay? Afterwards, so wrong. Yes, and then you would vibe, and then you would That's get it. on. You would but get on the mic, or I, I got on the mic a little bit, but I didn't. I was, I wasn't on the mic. On the that mic. Much. <laughs> I wasn't on the mic that much. <laughs> 
We got we got to straighten up. All right. I'm sorry, fashion. We're not trying to disrespect you. It's all good, bro. No disrespect taken. No, 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 no. For real. So you would, so you would go into this the recording. I would join the personalities <laughs> on air for a minute or two, right, right, okay. and basically like break down like what records I played or like. What so I then you started becoming a personality a little bit, yeah. And so eventually, I, they would have me in to do some of the like the the um the bits that they would do. Okay. And like um, but yeah, like they. It's funny because like I was telling you early, like you know some of my f- my good friends they say you know like oh fashion he's like. He's like the angry white guy. He's always angry. But I'm not, though. I'm never angry. But I can be. But at the time, even back on the radio, like, here's one thing I was known about at the station is um, if I messed up, like, I'm my own worst critic. If I mess up, like, if, I, if the mix ain't perfect or if I did something wrong, man, I would open up that studio door and I would throw that record down the hallway and they would stick into the wall like, like blades what and the or they would shatter. And, like, literally, like, it got to the point where my program director was like, bro. You got to quit breaking records in the hallway. It's like the cleaning people are complaining. Oh, shit. It was like legit. Like, I didn't care. I was just like, you know, you promo records, you know, TVT, you know, you get like 30 copies of Lil John, the East Side Boys in the mail every week. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. and if I get mad, it was like, all right, what's what's 29 copies left? <laughs> <laughs> so one of those would just end up down at the end of the hallway in like pieces. While, while doing radio, did you like meet any of your favorite rappers or I artists? I met all of them. The only one... Um, I met Biggie. Um, I'd never got a drop from Biggie, but I met pretty much all my favorite rappers and DJs, and I got drops from most of them. And then the first year I moved to LA, my laptop crashed and I lost all of them. No way! Damn, Damn. man. I had I had maybe like three or four saved. Um, on, oh, like shit, what, they weren't on like that laptop. I had them on a drive <clears throat> somewhere, and um, yeah. And I was which is the one you're most pissed about that you lost? Um, all of them. I had all, yeah. all of them. I, I had a really good Jay Z one. I had a really good uh, uh, Puffy one. Um, I had two really good Mob Deep ones. Ooh. They're like my favorite all time favorite. Holy shit! So that's yeah, crazy. Man. But I had some like random ones. Remember Seven O Two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Queen yeah. Pin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So random ones. Um, I had Jennifer Lopez. That's a good one. That was a good cool one. one. So, so you were interviewing one. them or on the radio? Or no, how no, no. Did that work? They you would come in and do the. They would come and do the interviews, but then like at, after they would do their interviews, they would go into like a small studio, and mm. the engineer would have them just run through like um, what they call liners, and, you know, basically promoting the radio station or radio show, and then they would also promote like the mixers. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, "Yo, you know, <coughs> you're live in the mix of fashion. This is Jennifer Lopez, and you're live in the mix of fashion." So I would keep all those, and then we had what we had. They had like a. It was called an instant replay machine. They had that, and they had what was called a 360 wow, machine. I, I forgot ev- about that, the instant replay. And everything was loaded in those. And so, like, before I left uh, Arizona to move to L.A., before I left the radio, I made sure that I recorded every one of my drops, and I put them in my uh, laptop. And then literally, like, the first month I moved to L.A., my, my uh, motherboard or whatever they said crashed, and I lost everything. Holy like, shit. everything. I lost f- my family photos. Um, mm. Like, everything I had, it was just wow. gone. So. You can't. No way you could have retrieved it. Nah, I. I mean, I, dude, I tried everything. (coughs) It got to the point. Like, thankfully, like I had friends. Like, um, you know, shout Steve Wonder and Mike B and Spider and Morse Code and there was a couple other dudes. They basically is like, yo, here, just copy my hard drive. So I went from having no music to like ninety eight thousand songs. Damn. And so, shout to those dudes for like putting the dude back on his feet. Did you Did you hook up with 
heavy hitters while you were still in Arizona? While I was still in Arizona. Um, yeah, how, I, yeah, how did that yeah. whole that okay, thing so f- happen? So the, the East Coast um, heavy hitters, they were kind of branching out a little bit, and Felly was a heavy hitter on the West Coast. And so basically um, enough was like, hey, if you know a couple guys on the West Coast, we want to try to start getting some West Coast affiliation. And um, and Felly knew I was doing my thing in Phoenix, I think mainly through my program director at the time. And um, he's like, yo, like, I want to get you on. And I was like, all right, cool. So that was basically it. And I was, it was just like, he co-signed me. So wow. I was heavy hitter, yeah. Oh, shit. What year was yeah. that? That was probably, I want to say maybe like 99, 2000. Now, what did that mean? <coughs> um, like when you were heavy hitter? It was, honestly, <coughs> it, it, I mean, you were, you were part of it. To me, it was, at the time especially, you were part of a distinguished crew. Yeah. Like, like people knew the heavy-hitter DJs. People knew Camillo enough, Pro Style. Um, there was a handful of them aggravated in Houston. Um, um, there's, I mean, at the time, there was probably like... It was like it, a badge of honor, right? Yeah. yeah, and it was. It was just like, yo, if you're a heavy-hitter, it's like, damn, you got respect. Especially that drop. That yeah. Heavy-hitter. Heavy-hitter, suckers. Yeah. yeah. And so, it, yeah, it was, it, it was. It was, like you said, a badge of honors. And, and it was like you were respected. You're like, oh, shit, that dude's a heavy-hitter? Okay. It was just kind of like you had a little bit of clout, you know? Um, it was like a terror squad chain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, like, you know, in, in Phoenix, no one really knew what that was really at the time. Right. I mean, some of the heads knew, especially like back then, you remember like 106 and Park was on and like enough yeah. would be DJing on that. And so mm-hmm. people would kind of know what that was from and the affiliation from that. So did you get like those leather jackets? Um, nah. Um, I did get some things, though. I, did, I got some cool things. Um, um, but... Um, I didn't get a I didn't get a leather jacket. You know those varsity jackets, yeah, those jackets. Jackets. leather jackets. The right? jackets were hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was what it was too is they were trying to brand it in a way where um, eventually all the guys would come up. But the problem was like uh, when things were coming to the organization, um, it would only be like oh we only need like three DJs. So it was a lot of the times it's like the main guys were going to get those gigs, you know, or the or, mm-hmm. or those those benefits, and which I totally understood. And, you know, it, so it was just kind of like, yeah, it, it's cool being part of it, but, like, y- you're just, uh, you're not fully part of it, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, like they'd be like, oh, you know, they uh, Pepsi wants to do this thing with, like, four heavy hitter DJs. And then those DJs got, like, a contract, and they got loot and like, the whole night. And I'm like, damn, like, I want to be one of those four DJs, though. Like, right, right. You know, so um, it was just tough. And, I mean, I get it. They can't be like, okay, well, we got 30 guys. We got to get 30 guys you know all this loot you got to get 30 guys you know the gear you got to get 30 guys the magazine ad in the source you know all those things and they just it just couldn't do it and just it was what it was and um at the time that i kind of started phasing out from the heavy hitters was right around the time am picked me up and started his um his agency which at the time was called the disc jockey company and then later it turned into (coughs) dexstar well i want to talk about a little bit before that because mm-hmm. I remember when I first met you and when we got our first manager, Zach Gitman, right? Yeah. Uh, at that time, I remember you telling me the story and I think you were one of the first guys to say this. You're like, I had to quit radio in order to get nightclubs. Yes. Because, um, you know, when I do radio, it attracts the radio crowd yep. and the nightclubs don't want to book me because they don't want a, a radio crowd going to their nightclub. That's exactly right. And so you actually quit radio. Well, I did. 
I remained doing a lot of the clubs that were involved with radio. So like a lot of the promoters would actually buy commercials and airtime on the radio station and promote and then promote also we have fashion from 98.3 or 92.3. We'd switched uh, um, uh, channel cumes uh, somewhere along the line. Anyhow, um, so I would continue to do those spots. But then at that kind of like phasing into like 2003, 2004, 2005, that's when like the open format thing kind of started to buzz. And that's when like dudes like you and Vice and all these guys would start getting booked in Arizona. And I was like, well, yo, like I have all those records too. Like I want to play those records. Like I know how to play those records. I want to do some of those spots because I also knew they, you know, they're, some of them were a little more upscale. And at, at the, the time money we were, was better. We were calling it mashup or mashups, mashups yeah. yeah. But so yeah, so it was just like it was something that was like, yo, like I want to do that too, and like and I knew a lot of these guys from radio and from going to like the mix show power Summit. Because when stuff. I met you, you were done with radio by that. Yeah, time. I had already I had already quit. I left radio in two thousand seven. So I started in ninety six, and I was there till uh, Halloween weekend two thousand seven. Mm -hmm. And um, but um, um, Graham Funky is the guy that basically broke me in. Pause. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it gets much worse than the past five minutes. Um, in, uh, in Arizona market. So Graham and Stone were getting booked at a, like a couple different clubs in the Scottsdale market. And it was those clubs that were, they would, Graham would be like, yo, he would say to me, like, why don't you play these spots? I'm like, yo, they don't want me because I'm on the radio. They're like, like, I'm, I bring, the, I track the urban crowd was right. their exact words. Um, A.K.A. the black crowd. A.K.A. <laughs> the black crowd. <laughs> Anyhow, they, uh, so Graham, he was, he was talking to some girl that he knew out there and he's like, yo, like how, how the, at one of the clubs, he's like, why don't you guys hire fashion? Like he lives here. Like why, why don't you have him? Oh yeah. He, um, he's on the radio. So we can't do that. And he's like, you guys are sleeping on this dude. Like, this dude can do these things. And yeah. this dude would crush it in your club. And you're just, you're being biased against him because he's on the radio. So she talked to the owner or the manager, whoever the, it was, and talked him into letting me do a night. Mm -hmm. And I did the night. And they're like, wow. Uh, yeah, like, can we have you every Sunday? Dope. And so that was kind of like my in where I kind of started to get out of doing just strictly the urban parties and start doing uh, some of the other parties as well. Were you getting the same money or more money? Um, it was actually a little bit more, not a lot more. Right. Local local never really changed. I feel like the money locally never really changed. Even now, it's still I, part of the same. I, honestly, I don't know what it is now. Uh -huh. I'm sure the guys make a little bit more now, but um, I honestly don't know what they make. But, and but so you were doing the Scottsdale thing for a minute, yeah. and I remember, oh, fuck, I don't know what year it was. When did you join? When did you leave our management? Was it when I left? Well, well, first I, w I was kind of with them and AM at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the same time, because they, AM was just getting his thing off the ground. Excuse me. How did you meet AM? So I met AM in, in I want it was like ninety six or ninety seven. I met AM. Um, in, oh, even that far. Oh yeah. Wow. I met him in the Priority Records building, which was the CNN building right there on Sunset and uh, Cuenga. Um, uh, our, we had a, a mutual friend. His name is Rod Edwards. He was working for Priority Records at the time, and I was in, he. Me and Z Trip. We took a road trip to uh, L.A. just for the day, and uh, we hooked up with Rod and uh, Carmelita from. Um, she was on uh, some morning show with. Uh, I don't think it was with Sway. I'm brain farting. Anyway, um, we met them at the office, and at the time, Nick Vidal from the Baker Boys was there. And AM was there. They were there going to get their promo records. 
And mm-hmm. so my boy Rod was like, "Hey, Fashion Z Trip, this is uh, DJ AM. He's one of the he was one of the local dudes here." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay." And I kind of also knew him because I had done a Cornerstone mixtape, um, <coughs> and then AM had done that Cornerstone mixtape like right after our uh, mine. And um, so I was like, "Oh hey, okay." And so we kind of like kept in touch a little bit back then. Like AOL email Messenger. was just bubbling, you know. The first iMac just came out mm-hmm. so you know we we, we kind of kept in touch on email a little bit and then um um out of nowhere he just blew up and he was like the celebrity dude and um at the time that's when he was dating nicole richie and stuff and one of my friends who was a promoter in arizona he was like i booked your boy am to do this party and um and i booked kim kardashian to host it and at that time kim kardashian she was like that was the d-list she's like oh you can't get paris and nikki i guess we'll get kim this was oh, before yeah. the make this yeah. Episode. This is when she was like she Paris was like is like stylist. best friend. Right? Yeah, stylist. Classic. Yeah. yeah. So or some shit like that. So so yeah. So they did that party, and he's like, "Do you want to open?" And I was like, "Yeah." And um, so we did the party, and it was weird. It was like in the afternoon. It was like four in the afternoon, but it was like a packed nightclub. It was all mm-hmm. dark and whatever. And um, and I did my thing, and at the time I was playing my mashups, and uh, and Am was like, "Bro," he's like, "Honestly, he's like, I'm getting ready to start this agency, and I want you to be part of it." are you in and i'm like yeah i was like what do i do and he goes travel around and make money and i was like sounds like a plan nice and that was basically the start of it and i was like okay cool and i was like he's like yeah i'll get at you this week i was like all right cool and i didn't think anything of it and then he called me he's like so are you ready to do this and i'm like yeah what are we doing and this is when you were at zach with uh with our manager i hadn't i hadn't even got with zach yet oh okay i hadn't even got with zach yet um um i still was nobody i I hadn't done anything Mm -hmm. um and then um, Ann called me. He's like, yo, um, what are you doing next Friday? Or no, next Thursday. And he's like, and I'm like, uh, uh, just nothing during the day. I got I to gotta be on the radio in the morning. And then Friday morning, I got to be on the radio again at 6 a.m. And he's like, can you take Friday off? I was like, all right, cool. He's like, I got a gig for you in Sacramento. I'm like, all right, cool. And he goes. Was it the park? It was. Nice. And he's like. Park was your first gig? Park was my first gig with AM. Wow. And he's like. This was Surat already, right? Uh yeah, it's okay. Serato. It's Serato. Big shout to the Park Sacramento. Yeah, it's still going right. OG yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's like, um, I forget what it was. It was like four or five grand. <coughs> and he's like, I got you that, and I'm like, no way. And he's like, no, for real. What the fuck? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, there's no way. And he goes, no, I'm serious. I'm like, uh, okay. And he goes, are you down? I'm like, uh, yeah. And he goes, I go, what do I got to do? And he goes, dude, just show up on time and just be prepared to not go to work on Friday because you're not going to make it. I was like, all right, cool. And I went and I did it and it was crazy. And they mm-hmm. paid me cash at the end of the night. And I was like, four to five G's in cash. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it was at least four. Yeah. Damn. And I was like, holy shit. And I got on the plane. And I remember had a, a stack and I was like. Holy shit, like, I can't believe wow, I'm fucking man. going home with this. Like, <laughs> it feels illegal. It feels illegal. Oh, shit, man. And um, I, got back to, I got back to Arizona, and I went to the radio station, and they're like, oh, now you want to show up. And I'm like, dude, I took the day off. Like, I'm chill. And then my PD kind of started to get, like, uh, in my face about it a little bit. And then um, um, and I was like, whatever. And so I kept doing it for about probably, like, another month after that. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this shit anymore. I'm out. And so I quit radio. And then... And was like, yeah, dude. He goes, you don't need that. He goes, I can't book you if you have to be on the air every day. And I'm like, all right, cool. I was like, yeah. I was like, if you're going to keep this shit going on, then let's do it. So that was it. I bailed out of radio, and then that was it. So you're uh, great. You know what? I have a question. Um, did you have to give AM a cut of your money? Well, a the, percentage? A- the agency got the okay, percentage, uh, but AM was one of the owners of the agency. Uh, but, right. So technically, he did get a cut. 
but what that was is I have no idea. Mm. So whatever you picked up was you. <coughs> whatever, no, no, I think whatever I picked up, either I don't know if there was a deposit center or what, but either way, like I, I walked away with more money than I'd ever made ever doing anything. Yeah. So if there was a cut, you didn't, you had no, you didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Either he got it or he took it from like another gig that he booked. Because mm. they paid me. So cash. not your rate was four grand. No, certain spots we were able to get certain amounts of money. It's the same today. Mm-hmm. Certain places you play. But it, it was also at the time when people were like, we want AM. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I can't do it, but this dude is exactly like me. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just keep the AM rate kind of. Mm. Damn. And I mean, that, looking back at it, like it definitely benefited guys like me right. by, it, by being able to do that. A lot of dudes. Yeah, a lot of dudes got put on like that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and it... it I get it. It just kind of sucks. It's just like, well, they only really wanted me because they wanted AM more. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, I looked at it like, well, you know what, though? He basically was like, yo, like you deserve to be in one of these spots and I want to make sure you get yours. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to dangle the AM carrot. Yeah. But, you know, fashion, the hands. It that, is what that it happens is. with with Z trip when he handed you the, the black colleges. True. You know what I'm saying? And like uh, the black fraternities yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Just, that's how you pass it down to. Yeah. how it is it's happening now like with even with jamie like you know there are gigs that we can't do yeah and then yeah. you know he gets handed those gigs yeah you know so uh, it's just the way it works out yeah but so i mean, I mean four I, four g's is a lot for your first one and that was it was the first one so then yeah Sick eventually man. i got linked up with zach and and to be honest with you i'm seriously brain farting on how i linked up with zach yeah it was too sh- yeah, I know Mike. Mike um, Drummond. Drummond was also involved, um, but I can't remember uh, exactly how he got a hold of me. But um, I know how they. I know they book acts, and they probably were trying San to book Diego. AM, and they couldn't get him, and they got you, or I don't know. Someone, yes, yeah, I don't know. What, what, was, was, the, what was the name of the agency again? I forgot. There was no name, but he got a name later. Yeah, it was just Zach Gitman. But uh, Zach Gitman and Mike Drummond yeah. were a team, <laughs> and they used to book. Um, a lot of artists, rappers, yeah, rappers, 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 yeah. rappers mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like they were really close with like Slick Rick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Slick Rick was like their homie. Yep. And they would book a lot of that in San Diego where they were based. Yep. Yeah, but then you know they would pull, and then they just saw the mashup DJ scene growing. So they're like, "Yo, let's just book these dudes." But they didn't want to manage us; they just wanted to book us. Yeah, because then That's I, dope. and Zach was like an amazing salesperson. Yeah, like he could cold call a cl- nightclub. And he would just keep calling them every day until they fucking booked. He would be like, you don't DJs. understand. You need this guy. <laughs> like, you have to have this guy. And they're like, look, dude, we don't need shit. And he's like, no, bro, I'm telling you. Like, you fucking need this guy. Like, it's going to, like, make your – it's going to change your world. And a guy would be like, I got to go. He's like, okay, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah, no, he'd keep calling him and he'd keep calling him and he'd keep calling him. Exactly. And then the guy would finally be like, all right, you know what uh, – Let's give him a try this week uh, in in next month. Yeah. And then he just needed DJs that would perform, that yeah. would execute. And then mm-hmm. so I remember he signed you and then Sean Perry told me about it. And then mm-hmm. somehow they signed me and Sean. And and then we just started getting booked. But like me and you yeah. were the first workhorses for him. Yeah. Where he would send fashion. So when Zach got fashion, I somehow got in the mix and he would just send me somewhere. He would send fashion. And he would send fashion. They would like, I love fashion. Do you have any more? He'd be like, yeah, I'll send you Crooked. We love Crooked. We, who else do you have? Yeah. Right. And then he would, send, again. <laughs> he would send Sean or he would send other. Then it started growing. And I remember like 
you know never would maybe get some here yeah. and there you know mm -hmm. so like it, and then it became uh like a small agency but by that time before it even grew you left what was the name again undisputed art undisputed that's, artists, was, that's right yeah. well you know what it was um um I, at, I was paying commission to both AM and those guys. And so it was just like, yo, so I was doing the work, but then I was paying out like two different things of commission. I was like, yo, like I can't do this. And not only that, like what it was was, I think one of the reasons I left too was, um, didn't didn't Zach kind of start to get out of it at the time? And it was mainly Mike just doing it. But then AM side was booking me way more. So just like, well, look, like these guys are book doing all the bookings. I'm doing less bookings over here. Like I, I, I can't. I can't do 20 bookings with AM and two bookings with you and then give you guys 20 cuts. Yeah. I can't do that. So it was kind of, it was like a mutual thing. Who right. was, who was uh, one of the first DJs that was there with you for the AM stuff? Were you like one of the first five? Or? Spider. Um, well, you guys have that like kind of famous or like uh, photo shoot with yeah, the, um, about to say that. the, the usual lineup? suspects. Yeah. yeah the That's, um, there was um, them jeans. Uh, Ellie Escobar, Steve Aoki, Scene, Aoki, Grand Theft, Mike Morse B. Code, uh, Morse Code, not Mike B. No, um, Morse Code, um, them jeans. Did I say that already? Yeah, yeah. Aoki, he said he said Aoki, that. AM. <laughs> who else was there? I think that's it. There might have been there might have been one so more. Steve Wonder, Steve Wonder. Was Kevin Scott or no? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Scott, Scott. and Kevin yeah, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, that was it. I think Spider, that was it. you said. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck you, man. Uh, <laughs> That's but, crazy. Um, but yet, yeah, but that honestly, that was that was towards the end. Like, um, I want to say, um, AM passed not long after that photo. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow, was that that soon? Yeah. Was it? Uh, like a few months, I want to say. Yeah. I want to say that photo shoot was in February. He passed away that August. That's really? crazy. Yeah. I felt like it was like a year prior yeah, to I that. Yeah, I thought it was like yeah. a couple, yeah, it was was like two, couple of years. I it was like two years. From that photo? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because. No, because it was, was like Travis Barker and AM. That was like at least a two years after that. And then was it Steve Wonder DJ in that jet? Yeah. At the time? Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I'm your timeline's a little off. Yeah. Sorry. Fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The long nights of that vodka catching Sorry. up. Um, well, maybe like a year, year and a half. Because how long, how much longer from the plane I crash? I think it was like almost two no, years. No, it was a, it was a year after the plane crash. Okay. I, like, so then, you know, exactly uh, so the then what it was, oh, it was so the that, plane crash. that photo shoot was probably right before the plane crash. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, because he died in August and the plane crash was like the year prior in October. Okay, so, okay, so then, yeah, so that shoot was like the sum that summer mm. or, or, or the, like probably around this time or uh, of that year of the plane crash. What was your relationship like with AM? Because you have, you have a tattoo of him. Um, I do. Um, honestly, we weren't like super, super close. Like we were good friends, but it wasn't like I hung out with him like all the time. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he was super busy, um, doing his thing, and you know, like every now and then I would be on a gig with him. I did a couple gigs with where I was on with him and Travis um, in San Francisco at I think it was called Mezzanine. Um, it was like one. I think it was AM's birthday party one of the years, mm -hmm. and then um, there was a few things. And then I would just always. The only time I really get to see him is when I would get booked at Banana Split to do his Sunday party, and then that was just it. He would always be there, so it was just like okay. So I always get to see him then. But on the weekends, like he would always be traveling, and then at that time, then I was always traveling mm -hmm. too. So how was a uh, Banana Split? Because I was it too was young the to greatest party I've ever done, or been part of, or even been to. Was well, this was this like ever? Let's let's talk about you. Your move to LA. 
because that's a big part of it, right? You yeah. you moving to LA. So so why did you move to LA? So shortly shortly after leaving the radio station, um, I probably stayed in Phoenix like another year, year and a half. And Am was like, this motherfucker. He he got that. <laughs> he huh. got that five four thousand dollars cash. Why he's like, yo, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. But he, here's the thing too. Here's the thing too. When I was he on the air, the pro, he said the program director guy in his face, like, yo, man, you can't you can't be calling off. And he's like, yo, nah. man, you well, know what, man, y'all can stick this shit up your motherfucking ass. I got this. You just count the money in his honestly, face. Honestly, what really kind of stemmed <laughs> he from that? Threw a, a on the so when we when we switched the um, when we switched frequencies from ninety two point three to ninety eight three not only did we switch frequencies but the afternoon show that i was on with ended up being on the morning show and so i was doing mixing the morning show and they told me they're like yo we want you to do like some of that like open that like mashup thing like on your mix and like kind of flip it we w- we just want our morning show mix to be different than any other mix during the day so i at the time i was getting like um like i was downloading like a lot of um like airs and and cosmo baker like mashups and like crazy yeah. like be more like you know scotty b and like all that kind of stuff like the be more stuff and um um and i was playing all that stuff like on the air and people were like yo what is this motherfucker playing at 6 a.m like on the air right. and but people were loving it people were loving it and they were like yo whatever you're doing just keep doing that and so my program director was like yo i like what you're doing um and he also was program director at an alternative station um, mm-hmm. That was part of the, under the same umbrella, and he's like, "Yo, I want you to do a Friday mix, like the same thing. Only I, w- I want you to do kind of like lean more like on the alternative side, and then put in some of the hip hop and stuff." And I was like, "All right, cool. Like, what are you gonna pay me?" And he's like, "I'm not." And I'm like, well, "What do you mean you're not gonna pay me?" I was like, uh, uh, "He's like, well, you work for the company." I was like, "Nah, I work for Power ninety two point three, right, or ninety eight point three. I work for this radio station. I don't work for that radio station." I was like, "You work for both." And you get paid to do both. I was like, if you want me to do something for them, then you have to pay me to do it. He's like, all right, well, fuck oh, you then. Tough guy. Yeah. Uh, that $4,000, man. $4,000. Fuck that, man. You ever smell $4,000 when you wave it in front of your face? You smacked <laughs> him with 100 So <laughs> anyway, I told him, I was like, yo, like, for real, like, you got you to pay me. I ain't taking this shit no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> he did what never did. You get paid for both radio stations. I don't want to get paid for both radio stations. He pulled out 100 and said, yo, just leave me alone. No, he actually. <laughs> He said, yo, well, if he's like, well, fuck it then. We'll find someone else to do it. And I was like. I ain't your bitch. I was like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I ain't your bitch, man. I ain't doing this shit no more. I told him, good luck. Find someone. No one else at the time, at the time, no one was doing what I was doing in Phoenix at mm-hmm. the time. That's obviously different now. But for then, like, no one was doing what I was doing, especially on the radio. No one was playing the Be More stuff, playing some of these I edits. I remember when I first met you, I think you even crashed in my crib in Vegas a couple of times. Yeah, I did. And I was like, I remember because we would always try to trade music. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker would be sending me all this uh, Baltimore house shit. I'm like, God damn, I don't want none of this. Sh- I don't want all this shit. <laughs> man, I still love that shit. Still <laughs> he love it. Me all he, he's like, man, because I, I think you were doing Banana Split, but I wasn't sure. <coughs> yeah, Maybe no. it w- was it? Yeah. And then he'd be like, man, this is hitting that banana. I'd be like, man, really? You were like, yeah, man, this shit kills. And I'm like, fuck. And I think you were one of the first dudes to give me like the Steve Aoki like warp. Okay. One point something, maybe, and I was oh, like, yeah. and oh, I was yeah, like, y'all playing this? Like, man, it hits so hard. And I was Sweaty. Like, yeah. What uh, What time was Banana Split? It, it was, was on. It was Sunday. Sunday nights. It was every every Sunday, and it was from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. Oh, but okay. you were getting a, a reputation for that Baltimore house shit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. At that time, I remember. I don't know. I could be wrong because I, I remember when we were talking about it. 
it would be like you and Clever. I would play a lot of it. Yeah, you. but it would be like you and Clever, like we yeah. would talk about. Clever in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, he's doing this. And and then you, like Clever yeah. and you were like kind of the dudes that yeah. were on the come up. Like you guys were like the, yeah. the next ones to bubble up. Yeah. And then, so what, what made you want to finally say, I'm going to go to L.A.? Well, so like right, <coughs> right around that same How time. How big was the bag? Like you must have gotten a real big well, bag. Well, first off, well, here. So, so, no, no, no. The bag was not big. Here's the thing. So, so I left the radio station. Basically, um, the day after my program director was like, I'll find someone else to do this mix. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I, that, I went home that night and I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. This guy can eat a dick. <laughs> Next day I went in and I told my um I told my music director at the time who was also one of the um on-air personalities in the morning show. I was like, "You know what? I was like I'm putting in my 30 days." He's like, "No way." And I'm like, "No, for real. I'm putting in my 30 days." And he's like, "Well, first he came to me and was like, "You know what? So and so was mad at you. You know, he told me, you know, he 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 didn't like that you said no." And but I was like, "Yo, I don't care." Like at the end of the day, I was like, "Everyone in this building is on these crazy contracts and stuff." I was like, "I'm still making like shithead money. I've been here 11 years. I was like, I'm I'm good. Like years. I don't need it." I was like, "I'm good." I was like, "I'm I, I'm valuable to this company." And if you guys don't see the value, then I'm just gonna skate. And he was like, "You're not gonna leave. You're not gonna leave." I was like, "Watch me, bro." I was like, "My last <laughs> show is Halloween weekend." I did, and I never spoke to my program director again after that. Damn. Yeah, and um, he well until I deleted Facebook two weeks ago, he was still like asking me to like like his like pages and shit. <laughs> <laughs> not like yo, yours, yo, buddy. Like my new page, and you know, it, and it just I, I'm not one. I I try not to hold a grudge. I've let a lot of grudges, you know, go over the years, but that's just one that like really like I just kept. And, um, like, he would say things to me like, oh, you know, like, the world doesn't need another Funk Master Flex or the world doesn't need another this and another that. And I was like, bro, I'm myself. I'm fucking fashion. Like, I'm not Funk Flex. Like, I'm, I got my own personality. I do my own thing. I'm my own entity. I'm my own brand. I was like, so to, to tell me, like, oh, you can't do this. You're just going to be a, a, a radio mixer, you know, and, and you're going to make this shitty $50 a mix for the rest of your life. Like, nah, man. Like, the balls hang low. Catch them. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> Bars. Bars. <laughs> Motherfucker. I ain't taking this shit no more. Yeah. I'm a heavy hitter, goddammit. I'm a heavy hitter. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so I got out of that. And then um, shortly after shortly after I quit, my mother passed away. And then um, nine months later, my stepfather passed away. And then Rest in peace. God damn. Thank you. AM he uh, he called me, he said, Look, he's like, You need to not only get away from um the hardship, he's yeah. like, but you need he goes, I need you in LA. He goes, Um, I'm I'm getting you good work around the country. He goes, But it's it'll be easier for me to sell you as a DJ that lives in Hollywood than a DJ that lives in Phoenix. Mm. And it's it and honestly, like that stuck with me a lot because a lot of places that I go, and I, I'm sure you guys get this too when you travel, kids are like, yo, man, like, how do I get out of this or how do I do this? And I always tell them, like, man, I'm going to tell you exactly what AM told me. If you're in a market that is could be unappealing to someone who wants to spend the money, you got to get out of that market. And that's just the bottom line. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody recently asked me, I forget who it was, but they were like, what do I do? And I'm like, dude, no one wants to book dude from whatever place you're in. Right. You know, they want to know that they're getting like what's the attraction like how do they sell you in the market they live in and you know and like with me at the time like am was getting me some of those like little celebrity gigs and he and you know and they called the the clubs and be like yo he just dj kim kardashian's birthday like 
last night. Like, if you want him, this is how much he is. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how that all stemmed. But he couldn't be like, yo, you got to get Skye's from Phoenix. He's crazy. He goes Scott's and eats the honey bears. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. I have a question. So, AM had his hands. He helped you get these gigs, right? He did. He was the one that was talking to the... Probably um, n- not personally, oh, but okay. but there was influence. But uh, but again, a lot of those gigs started with they wanted AM, and mm-hmm. so the the agency was like, well, oh, if you okay. want AM, you got to book Kevin Scott, you got to book Fashion, you got to get it. You know, like okay, let's let's do a month. Okay, so the first three weeks you get these guys, and then on the last week um, you get AM, and they're like, all right, let's do it. Oh, and good. they always made sure that we got taken care of first, <laughs> and and AM went last. Something mm-hmm. like a combo deal. So they weren't like, oh, well, we just got AM. All right, well, we were, we already got what we wanted, so fuck the other dudes. Oh, uh, I see. Mm. Yeah, right, right. But it was, so, a, mm. it was kind of like a... Trust to Matt Coley and Sophie McNeil. They were the... Yeah. Kings. Matt yeah. was the guy. He yeah. is the guy. I love Matt. But uh, it, it was one of those things where it was, it was kind of like they were, uh, you know, like... It was giving, like, the, the nightclubs an ultimatum. Like, it... it you know what I'm saying? No, like no, no, it, it was. No, it was. And I feel like because AM was a sneakerhead, yeah, he got a lot of that shit from the sneakers, like yeah. from Nike, where like, all right, you want this exclusive, yeah, you got to buy these quick strikes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's makes exactly how it worked. It's kind of like, yo, well, you want AM, AM costs however much, like twenty thousand, yeah, and then and then fashion and Kevin Scott and Spider and all these guys are gonna be five k. So you, your budget every month. Will be five k, five k, five k, every week, and then you'd get AM that one last week. Yep. And you need to sign a three month contract. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. And um, yeah, no, that's how that worked. And again, at first I was like, ah, you know, like I don't want to be. At first I was kind of like, I don't want to be the club just because they want AM and they they have to have me first. But then I was like, you know what? I but get then, it. But then you saw. But, but I, I, I would talk to AM about that. So that money. He saw that <laughs> bank statement. That's right. <laughs> but no, but I talked to AM about that too. I was right, like, this isn't that bad, actually. And he said, no, he said, he goes, honestly, he goes, there's guys, he goes, that I know are good. And he's like, and you deserve to be heard in these other markets. Yeah. And that's what he said. He's mm. like, you guys deserve to be heard in these other markets. And he's like, how else are you going to get heard if I can't help get you there? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Wow. And so, I mean, he forever. My life, he forever changed my life. I mean, I'm sure the other DJs that you know he right. put on can say the same thing, but he forever changed my I life. Mean, I would say there's what I, I'm sure there's a handful, but definitely two DJs were very instrumental in your career. That would be Z Trip and AM. Boom. No one else yeah. can say that shit, by the way. Boom. Not at all. <laughs> no. Boom. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So then you you were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna move to LA." Yeah, I I I, I literally moved once. Me and my sister, and, I, and you know, you know, rest in peace to your mom. I remember yeah. when that happened. Mm-hmm. That was. That really uh, was a hard time for you. Yeah, um, which it's kind of crazy not to like change the subject, but like like a lot of kids come up to me still. Like I made this like be, this be more like edit of Sister Nancy Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. Do you remember I heard that? that one? I got yeah. It was okay. at a you played it at a um, banana split. There's okay. a video of it. So th- the day before my mother passed, she was in the hospice, and I was at home, and I was like, "How can I take my mind off this?" And I made that track oh, that day. Man. And then she passed the next day. And so, like, when people are like, yo, like, I play that all the time. Like, it reminds me of, like, that, like, right. that one moment. That was, like, the first thing I ever kind of, like, truly, like, made. Like, made. I mean, granted, like, I didn't completely make it. It's a mm-hmm. sister Nancy sample. But it was yeah. something that, like, people attach my name to it still. Like, people still come to me and like, yo, I still play that. And like, yo, I don't even think I have it in my computer anymore. Like, honestly. But, but 
it, it was literally it was like the day before like that day it's funny how so. things work out like that yeah it's crazy it's so. almost like it's uh it's there to remind remind you every yeah, so often so, you but know? it just pushed me to do something like it was yeah. just like okay i could sit here and like you know grovel in and i was i was sad you know but i also knew it was coming you know she was in the hospice for like a month and i was just like you know what like it's time to like do something creative and and just and just keep it moving like i know i knew it was coming and then um literally like two days after that you know am called me and he's like bro it's time to come to la mm-hmm. and i was like all right let me let me so it's s- almost like a chapter was closing yeah right? exactly yeah. and he's like you gotta you gotta leave and i you know me and my sister we we've uh, you know settled my mother's estate and everything and then literally like a month later i was out and uh, and uh i got to la august 1st 2009 and then adam passed away 28 days later shit yeah was it that soon just crazy. August 28th, 2009. That sounds yeah. crazy. Yeah, and I was, like, freaking out. I was like, holy shit. Like, in 13 months, I literally just lost my mom, my stepdad, and now, like, this person who just basically changed my life. Yeah. And I was like, all right, now, like, now it's going to happen. And so I was kind of sweating. And then, uh, and we did. A lot of the guys on Dexstar, we sweated because when AM passed, like, Dexstar stopped answering phones from a lot of us for a while. Yeah. And wow. then we were like, yo, like how we, I was like, holy shit, I just moved to LA. My rent just went up three times the amount it was in Phoenix. I just moved my whole life out here. It's the first time I've ever left Scottsdale. Uh-huh. Like, and I can't even get my agency to answer my phone call. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Damn, that's fucking nuts. But you know what? I persevered and I'm fucking here today. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So like when, uh, when, when you were doing Banana Split, because mm-hmm. I want to talk about that, because that was really an epic time in It was in the LA. best party I've ever been to or had been part of. When, when was that starting around? 2008? I would, no, nah, I would say earlier. 06, 07? I had, to, yeah, at least I had to be 06, 07. And you I, were just flying in from uh, from Arizona? I played it. They called me the unofficial resident because I, w- I played there more times than any other um, guest that they had. Mm-hmm. And I probably played it maybe <laughs> two, three times a year for a few years. And, um, and two, time, two to three times a year? A year. Oh. Like, there were guys that played it once, period. Damn. Like, they didn't play it again. Um, but, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. I, obviously, I would try to schedule it around something, you know, like, oh, I'm flying in from wherever. Let me, let me go and hang in L.A. And at that time, like, Steve Wonder, he was, you know, he had a spot, like, right off of Beverly. And he'd be like, yo, you can crash on my couch. I was like, cool. And um, I crashed on his couch. I would go do the party, and then I would fly back to Arizona. Or I, it, when, it, when I first started playing, I was still living in Arizona. But and Z Mike B would be, he was like the resident. He was the resident. He was the resident. Like, he opened it every single time from start to finish. And then, um, and then AM would do it. He would headline when he was there. Or he would do, like, a, like, a, like in the middle set. And then he would always, like, feature, like, Whoever Justice, you know Busy P, Red uh, like he a lot of the a lot of the uh, Ed Banger guys like came through there and, um, but I mean like I mean sum it up for motherfuckers that don't really know what the banana split parties were like it was okay here's the, here's the thing if you loved music and if you loved like electro music and, like you know that's when all that like Saw Mastercraft all that kind of stuff was so hot and then all the B more stuff was also hot mm-hmm. but then also like all the indie like crazy like indie records were like hot if you liked all that stuff that's where you went on a sunday night and what was crazy was there were kids that would drive from like riverside which is like an hour and a half away yeah and they would drive 
to Hollywood to go to the party. And like a lot of these kids didn't have money. Like they look like scrubs. And like, I mean, I really didn't care. I was like, whatever. But AM saw that and he was like, yo, I only want kids at this party that want to be here for the music. And he knew a lot of these kids didn't have money. And so every Sunday he would put a keg of beer on the dance floor and was like, here you go. When it's done, it's done. And kids would get there early and they would drink that keg of beer. And then once it was empty, they pulled off the dance floor. And at, by that time, the dance floor was packed. I mean, it was sweaty packed. And it was just this little club called Las Palmas, um, at which he, he later, after he purchased it, he called it LAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was right there on Las Palmas in Hollywood. And It's like, a little spot, too. It's huh? a little spot. But, like, celebrities would pull up. And the door guy would be like, nah, you ain't getting in. And Damn. then these, like, little, like, broke-ass kids, he'd be like, yeah, go ahead. And it was like, that was the best part of it. It was like you were, it was all about the music. I mean, that's honestly some new, like, I mean, that's what made New York clubs work, I feel like. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, it wasn't even about the money, right? It was just, just we, there. There was no money. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we got, like, we got like, um, we got, like, some drink tickets and, like, 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was no money. There was no yeah. cover. And it was just like, you know, and AM wasn't going to shell out of his pocket every week for guests. It was just like, you wanted to be at that party. Like, you were you were willing to pay to play at yeah, that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I'll give you $100 to let me play that party. Was there a cover charge for that or no? No cover charge, no. Damn. No. And so, like, I mean, uh, what were y'all playing? I mean, I remember, I remember y'all. All your favorite Baltimore house records. All that shit. <laughs> I heard I saw that video where you were doing the Bam Bam shit. And I was like, shit. With Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, and, right um, next to you. And and AM, AM, yeah. Right, yeah. And so shout out to my bro Glen- Glenjamin. He shot that video. What was the most epic party there? The th- the most. Not that night. Well, see, I can't say what was the most epic party well, there. For you. For me, it was the night before we took that um, Usual Suspects uh, photo shoot. All the guys were in town f- to for the photo shoot that Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And that Sunday night, um, I was scheduled to play. I forget who was scheduled to play with me, but um, it was just, it was a packed house. It was just insane. Like, it just the vibe was so fucking crazy that night. And I mean, you can see, I have some of the pictures, and you can see, like, all the DJs that were in it. Like, Danny Days was there. Um, just a lot of, you know, Sprite. A lot of the, the mm-hmm. LA regulars were there. Yeah. And just, there was a lot of people in town. Paris was there, and Paris was still pretty hot at the time. She was still a big deal. Like, you know, if Paris was in your club, you know, the paparazzi were outside hanging out and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember that night, while I was playing, she had the mic, and she's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, DJ. And we cut the music, and she stood up on this table, and I mean, the place was jam-packed, and she's like, I fucking love everyone in here. I want to fuck all of you. It was fucking nuts. Fresh is like, I go first, I go first. No, I was like, did she just say what I thought she said? It was crazy. But like everyone was started cheering. Everyone was like, and these were like. And you were DJing right then? Yeah. And, that would, and then. So after she did this speech. I forget what I played next. But <sighs> I mean, it was just like, I don't know. What was that Paris song? Stars. Uh, it definitely was not that. <laughs> Stars are blind. I can honestly. Yeah, Stars yeah. Blind. Damn, I, I never, remember that shit. <laughs> I never played that record. I never even had it on my laptop. I still got it in my laptop. It's like a little. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like reggae-ish, right? No, Scott Storch. Mm. I'm chill. It's, it sounds like one of his throwaway records, but you know, it was Paris Hilton. Yeah, no. I think I threw it away when I got like it. <laughs> he threw it down the hall and it sounded like a Mariah Carey throw. Yeah, away. I don't know, but. I, but that was the wildest party I ever played there. And I remember, like, you would close the night out with, like, uh, like Peter Peter Bjorn and John. Like, Young Folks was, like, the hot record at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bro, it does have a record. Yeah. Hey. 
Don't mind. It's DJ Fashion, everybody. Oh my god. But then a split. Every Sunday. You know you play that shit. I did not play it. <laughs> you got a B-more version of that shit. Yeah, yeah. B-more <laughs> version. The only reason I have it is because she, she used to come in the towel like regularly. And I used oh, to have really? it on deck. Yeah. Like when she would come I mean, in. that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I probably maybe saw her like once or twice after that party. And then I never saw her again. Mm, yeah, whatever. No but, one saw her. But that yeah. night, that was the night. Like, I walked out of that party. And I, I did. I stayed with Steve Wonder that night. And then we went to the photo shoot the next day. I literally... Went to Steve's house. I was so fucking sweaty. Like, my pants were sweaty. You know when you're sweaty and you're, like, all the way down to your fucking underwear is, like, sweaty as shit. <laughs> Swamp ass. Swamp. Bro, I went. I slept on Steve's couch. We got up. We went right to the photo shoot. I hadn't even changed. I was wearing the same shit from the night before. Yeah, but you're notorious for that. I'm sitting. You don't in, bathe. Uh, that's wrong. You're notorious that's for not wrong. bathing, yo. And he won't smell. <laughs> Bro. You won't smell. You're notorious for not. Yo, I remember, like, I think you crashed at my crib. And I didn't see you bathe once, yo. Bro, I <laughs> stayed there for, like, six How hours. How long was he there? Six like, hours. Three days. You're, Two days. You're fucking Damn. crazy. Bro, you're crazy. <laughs> But he didn't smell. Don't get it wrong. I bathe. <laughs> he didn't smell. Damn, man. But you don't you don't bathe that much. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Quit telling my secret out. No, but for real, you don't you don't smell though. Probably because I bathe regularly. You're like half Asian, because Asian motherfuckers don't smell. They nah, don't. bro. I, I know some Asian dudes that stink like shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Say their names. <laughs> tell, them, tell them why you mad, son. Who? Tell them why you <laughs> mad. I'll bleep them. No, no, no. But for real, fashion don't stink. Like he literally, it's his shit don't stink. I don't. You don't bathe either, man. I Come do. On, man. Will you stop with the bathing, bro? Every, every other day. Drinks. Every other day. Arms length. Every other Arms day. Length. You splish splash. He does a little sink bath. That's <laughs> it. A little bird right? bath. How do we get on this subject? Because you had swamp ass. No one oh. ever says they have swamp ass. Anyhow, on the we woke up the next day. We woke up the next day. <laughs> so you never change. You, I never change. We literally. Change Steve was like, "Yo, for, we got to go." This big photo shoot. Yeah, right. he was like, "Yo, we got to go." Never, and I was never, like, "All right, cool." Never, never. Can I say something? What? I'm. I just want to, to, to uh, explain why I'm saying that. He came to Vegas. He didn't pack anything. He's not going to shower. He's just going to go straight. How oh many yeah, people would do that? Not do that? No, How yeah. many people would do that? I, mean, but he's, I know, yeah. He's out right. of here, first flight. Right. It doesn't matter. You would still bring something. Nah. <laughs> you would bring a toothbrush? Nah. You, no, you would bring something. Deodorant? See? That's what I'm saying. He don't well, stink. I'm just though. saying. Before <laughs> my flight today, I took a shower. I scrubbed the ass. I brushed my teeth. Scrubbed the ass. The only thing I didn't do is I didn't get a chance to shave right here. I got to get a razor because my razor Let was done. Let me see. I don't right see here. anything there. Oh, yeah, I got a little dirt under my chin. Anyhow, <laughs> clean shirt. Wait, do that again. It looked like Deodorant. a ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumpling. So you didn't get a room either? Nah, because I'm literally going from here to hang out he with the, uh, with some friends. Sam, he doesn't bathe. This guy. There's one part of his how body. Often, how this, often do you this, bathe? I'm telling you, I bathe twice a day probably. But once, here, wait, wait. Once, exactly. Listen to me. Once. Twice, maybe. Everybody sweats yeah. in certain parts of their body more than others. Yeah. We just, we haven't found out where fashion sweats out of yet. <laughs> he doesn't sweat. I, I want to know. Is he's he going straight from here. He's going to hit the club. And then he's going straight, and to, the I'm going straight to the airport. Back to the airport. That's some life he lives. Stop by, stop by my crib before you get to the airport. I want to get a quick whiff of how you smell. <laughs> Non-funky ass. <laughs> he ain't going to bathe till Thursday. I'm telling you, Bruh. you dumb. It's nah. fucking you wild. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. I believe that. Nah. How many towels you got at home? 
You four. just have like a hand towel. He said four. <laughs> you knew four. I got I got four towels. Actually, technically, I got five. That don't five. even sound right. I got five. five. I, got I got five, five towels. Nah, I got two. I got a gray one that somehow I just ended up still with one gray one. Don't, and then, don't give me the colors. Come and on. then when I moved into my my recent apartment, I bought four brand new nice white towels. Mm-hmm. So but, I got five. But the point is, is that you could go two to three days without bathing and you still won't smell. I don't. I, don't, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. Maybe. So maybe yes, if I did yeah, so, if, maybe if I yeah. sat in one spot. You don't change your drawers. You just maybe like once, twice a month. Nice. Yeah, right. Joking. <laughs> I was like, that. yo. See who caught that. <laughs> Anyway, bro, I got enough drawers, bro. I got a drawer full of drawers. Anyway, moving on, moving on. This guy. So you you, have, you, you haven't bathed since Friday, but go, keep going. Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. What were we talking about anyway? Exactly. Oh, you went to the photo shoot. Photo shoot. Went to the photo shoot. Yeah. Went to the photo shoot in the clothes I had on from the night before, still wet from sweaty, being sweaty, and took the photo shoot. Done. Hopped on a plane. Went back home. At that time, I still wasn't living in L.A. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, that was the best night of Everyone looked hungover in that photo shoot, by the way. Bro, we went ham. Scene looked hungover like a motherfucker. You ever seen yeah. Scene in that picture? I, I'm yeah. not even, that main picture, I'm not even looking up. I have my, I'm looking at my phone yeah. with sunglasses on because I was, it was literally like first thing in the morning. Jeez. Hey, so when AM passed, mm-hmm. you know, w- what happened in your world? Because, I mean, we all talk about when Ann passed and mm-hmm. even how the industry changed, like the music changed. The industry changed overnight. Yeah. Like, I mean, people got scared. Like, the, the people who were booking and who were booking AM and who were booking all the people that spoke, that AM spoke on behalf of, they got scared. They were like, okay, now we don't have this guy. Like, how, what, like, how does this how, work? How is this all going to, like, change? You know, like, like, it's like we feature this guy. It's like if with this guy gone, like, how do we feature these other guys or what's going on and i think that was one of the main reasons dexter was just like look um we need to come up with a new strategy and um and again i mean however they wanted to go or whatever route they decided to go i mean once i left i left shortly after i want to say like three or four of us we all left on the same day i mean uh, can you talk about why y'all left i left because they weren't answering my phone calls Mm. and then and then it got i mean it got to the point where i was like starting to calling all these places and like like i'll give you one example there was a club in in uh kansas city yeah and i the guy he's no longer with the club he's uh doing something else now he's in a totally other industry now but at the time i call him and i'd be like bro i was like i really need like these guys aren't answering the phone they're not booking anything like i need to work like i can't like i just moved here like three months ago i need to like Make sure, like, I'm good here. I can't, I'm, I'm not going to go back to Phoenix. I will not let it, excuse me, happen. And I was like, would you book me? And he goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, I, I, I can bring you back. He goes, but I can't pay you what I was paying you. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, but how does this number sound? And, I mean, it dropped, like, almost $1,000. And I was like, I mean, do I say no and be like, nah, nah, I'm good. And worry about, like, how the fuck am I going to pay my rent now? Or do I just do it and then just keep it moving? And I did. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I remember going out, doing the gig. And then literally, like, uh, it was a Saturday night. Come home Sunday, everything good. Come Monday morning, my phone rings. And it was, Dexter, where's our cut? Wow. Oh, shit. And I was like, okay. I was like, first off, I was like, you guys haven't answered any of my calls in... Like three months now. In weeks. 
Um, well, no, at the time, this was like, there, there was one guy I was dealing with. He, w- he would hit me back every now and then, but, like, some of the main guys, like, they just, they didn't want to have anything to do with some of the guys, including myself. And I was like, dude, but then you're going to hit me up and be like, yo, where's my cut on this gig that we didn't do anything for? And I did all the work. And it was just like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do this. And so um, I left. And uh, it was like literally just like. So there was just nobody. There was just nobody telling you what was going to happen. No one really knew. Well, they they were kind of trying to go this route where. I mean, my thing is this. It's like. I was already kind of on the shit list with them. Why? Because what they wanted to do at the time, like when I first got here and AM was still alive at, at the time when I first got there. Um, the first week I was in LA, I took a meeting with like the main guy and, um, he's like, so here's going to be from here on out. I was already on a two and a half year contract with AM. My contract had just expired literally like a month before. And he's like, from here on out, um, we're going to be a, um, 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 a retainer company. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, um, this is new to me. And he's like, basically you're going to pay us $5,000 a month, no matter what. And I'm like, no matter what, meaning like, if you don't book me a single gig, I still owe you 5,000. And he's like, precisely. And I'm like, nah, I was like, I'm not doing that. I was like, I'm not doing that. No way. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to do that. And he's like, well, we got guys that are getting ready to come on board and they're ready to pay those, that fee. Mm -hmm. And these were like trust fund kids and stuff. Like some of these kids, I, I heard their names then and I never heard them after heard of them after. And um, I mean, it's basically almost like a PR expense. Yeah, it was like these are kids that want to DJ and they want to be part of this company because of who we have, and they're willing to pay this money, or their parents were willing to so pay the money. So on top of on top of the commission, you would have to pay the retainer. No, no, no. There there was no longer a commission. Oh, you it just was had the, to retainer. Pay the retainer. But in order for me to pay a five thousand dollar retainer, it prior to that I was paying a percentage. Yeah. Well, to me. I had to make what $5,000 equaled. Which is 25000 to 30000 Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to give you any more than that. There's no way. Right. I was like, I'm not going to do that. And so right then they were like, well, fuck this guy. And I was like, all right. And so Ooh. I was already like, yo, we're not dealing with this shit. And then so once um, AM passed, like literally weeks later, they were like, all right, that, that dude's done. We're done fucking with that guy. But then as soon, like I said, as soon as I started to get a couple things, they were like, yo, where's our cut? Wow. Yo, that's crazy. And so, yeah. and, um, you know, there was uh, animosity for a couple of years. And after what that. kept you, what kept you on there? Just AM saying like, no, just let him, let him be. No. Well, technically it was kind of a wrap already, but like uh. it, it, it was just a gray area. They were like, they, I think they still thought they were going to get that from me. But I knew that I wasn't going to do that. And I think AM didn't want to go that route either because um, AM had started that that whole company based on, yo, these are guys I respect. These are guys like I like. These are guys that My like homies. I know can do the job. And meanwhile, like this other these other people that are part of the company, they're just like, yo, fuck those guys. Like those guys aren't marketable. They're just like whatever. I mean, like half of us look like slobs. Like, but we were good DJs. Like, so it was whatever, you know? They're uh-huh. like, well, none of these guys are going to be AM. But like if we can at least get these other guys to like, you know, some of these kids are, are tied. Like, you know, they have socialite parents or this or that. It's like we can tie these kids in and get more money and whatever so they saw they looked at it like that and it was not what am wanted and mm-hmm. and yeah so i mean looking back on dexter mm-hmm. and then uh you know 
uh, uh, what AM b- built it around mm-hmm. and how it started transforming into something different. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they wanted to take the business in a direction that he didn't want it to go in. And I can't confirm or deny, but I've heard from people close to him after he passed away that he was looking for an exit strategy out of the company. Mm. Um, mm. And because it wasn't going in the direction he wanted it to go to. Um, and so, again, um, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. yeah. So. That's crazy. Know. Yeah. So when that happened, everything changed. You were on survival mode. I was on survival mode for about so six months. And what were you doing six months? Cold calling, calling clubs, being uh, yep. your own agent. Uh, Zach and Book- Mike Drummond, they were getting me some gigs in San okay. Diego and some stuff like that. And um, and then, uh, but even then, you, you remember, it, that was the exact same time that Zach had kind of like. He was over it. He w- he was out, yeah. So it was just like okay. I think that's when I left. Yeah, I think I left, and then I I joined Scam. Yeah, and so uh, that was the thing. Um, so Suja he reached out to me and he said, "Look, um, he's like I'm well, not." Well, we we kept bugging him about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, he it was. I remember it was me and pro- probably five yeah. and a couple like, "Yo, why aren't you hitting up fashion?" Yeah. yeah. Well, he he. Thank you, by the way. If I've never thanked you before, for no, that. you have to thank me. But still, like it's you can it's blow me later. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, with Sean Perry's mouth. Do that shit they I love you, Sean. Do that shit you used to do to Z Trip, you know, back in the day, you know, when he was teaching you that. What, carry his crates? <laughs> you want me to carry your crates later? Um, <laughs> no, do that shit where you would poke your head in and then <laughs> poke it out. He's such a clown. <laughs> no, but work the mic a little, like but you said. For real though, I I knew Sujit. I knew Sujit. I have pictures with Sujit, pause. Um from back when I did radio and he was he would show up in Phoenix with like a t-shirt down to his ankles and pr- promote um, Shade Shice records and some of the other records on his label. Right, right. And then, um, so I knew him from then. And there was a time actually when I had asked Sujit to be part of Scam Artist and he, w- he, he basically gave me the AO fallback son vibe. And I was like, all right. So we, we kind of had a falling out for a while. And then, um, and then we squashed that later on at Obi-Wan's birthday party when he was at the Playboy Club. Years later, mm-hmm. I was already doing my thing with AM. He was like, I see you doing your thing. He was like, I got respect. Everything was good. And so when all that kind of fell apart, Sujit hit me and he's like, look, he goes, um, you know, the guys have been coming coming at me and they're saying, you know, um, that you should come on board with Scam. He's like, you know, we've known each other for years. And he's like, if you want to come over here, he's like, there's a place for you here. And I was like, all right, cool. And like literally from that moment, I mean, I literally had the hugest weight off my shoulders. Right. I literally, like, sat down and was like, wow, like, I'm going to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. And um, and I was. I was with Suja for, gosh, what, seven, eight years? So, yeah. Uh, damn. Uh, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, something like that. Well, wait, no. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I got there in 09. And then literally um, six months later, six months after AM died is when I got on Scam. And then I um, got off of Scam on, um, actually it was uh, November of 2016. So what is that, eight years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. About eight years? Wow. So. About six. Why did you leave six, Scam? Six. Uh, it was time to move on. I mean, it was just time to move on. You know, Suja is taking his company in direction that I felt didn't really include me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's fine. Like, at the end of the day, you got to look out for your business. You got to look out for your brand. And, and that goes for me, too. I had to look out for my brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I was no longer a priority. And um, he knew it, and I know it, and everyone else knew it. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm my own priority. 
So I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that I'm the priority. Right. And um, that was it. And I was like, I'm going. And, you know, he was like, I don't even see this coming. And I'm like, well, here it is. So, and, uh, and we're still cool. And, in fact, I, I feel like I have a better relationship with Sujit now than I did when I was with Scam Artist. That's good. So, that's yeah, good. it's good. At the end of the day, I mean, like, he, he talks shit about you all the time. That's all right. I talk shit about him even <laughs> twice. <laughs> <as much. laughs> yeah, no, but I, I got love for Sujit. So in the eight years that you were with Scam, mm-hmm. you know, music changed a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of EDM, right? It, well, it was. It started out a lot of EDM. It, well, when I first got in, it, was still, it was still a lot of the mashups and yeah. stuff like that. And then it went really heavy EDM. And then, yeah, the last couple of years, it just flipped all hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, now, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the stage it is in right now or, you know, during the EDM stages or is it all the same to you? 2007 to 2009 was the best yeah. years, period. Like, I wish um, that comes back that just, that was so great. And I kind of feel like in certain spots that I play, it kind of is that. Maybe not the same exact music, but, like, more spots. It, spots that were like, yo, you only play EDM tonight. And I was like, all right, cool. And then you go back at a spot a year later and like, all right, now it's only all hip-hop. And you're like, all right, cool. And then you go back, like, whenever. And then, like, all right, now we want everything. Like, don't be afraid to just throw some random-ass shit in there. And you're like, all right, cool. And then you do it, and they're like, man, that was so refreshing. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. A hit is a hit is a hit. It's kind of in that area right now. Mm-hmm. A hit is a hit. Like, you can, you know, good music is good music. Like, no matter when you play it, like, if people know it and they like it, it's like, have you ever listened to a song and you're like, God, I fucking love that song. And then you heard it again three years later and it's like, fuck that song. Like, I don't like that song. Like, no, you're just like, oh, shit. I haven't heard that song in like three years. And I still like this song. Yeah. And so when you do that, it's just like, whoa, okay. And then at the end of this, you know, even more recently, like, you know, I... Speaking for myself, like, I've, I've been getting a lot of people come up. They're like, yo, like, I like that you played that one thing. Or, like, I like that you flipped this or you did this. And I was like, oh, cool. And just like, yeah, man, you know, t- you can still kind of take risks with records that, like, once were hot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you were known for that, though. You liked playing You liked playing a couple records that would just be like, what are they going to do? Yeah. And, it, and you would take that chance and maybe f- it could possibly fuck up the dance floor. Yeah. And you would well, do you it. just have to be ready to like save it at the same time, like have a beer bottle ready to throw at the guy ready to walk off the floor. What? what <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Liar, I'm joking. I'm I mean, has there ever been a time where we just didn't work and it was like yeah, really all the time, all the time, some something doesn't work. I'll give you an example. I played in San Francisco this past Friday. Yeah, Golden State had just won the championship. The room was like lit. I'm like, where are all my Warriors fans at? People were going like, yeah. Put on Queen, We Are the Champions. Everyone was like, fuck is this Put shit? Put that fucking Mac Trey on. And I'm like, yo, like, how do you not know this? But I was like, all right. So I let it run like half a verse. And then I went into, I forget what I dropped. I think I dropped, oh, um, uh, Lil Dicky, Freaky Friday. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's my shit. And I'm like, all right. So it was like I had to save ready. Like I knew like, okay, if this doesn't work, you have to have a record that I know that everyone's going to fucking like. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the record. I mean, I get it. But I'm just like, whatever. It's. It's just one of those records where I'm just like, I hate playing this record, but I do it because it's part of the job. But you did. I was like, all right, let's savor the moment. You guys just won the fucking I'm championship. Shocked that, I'm shocked that little Dicky saved the moment. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was your saving moment? Well, little no, because Dickie? I hadn't played it, but I know. But, dude, there the are records. Love it. There, are, there are some markets where that record is a big record. Golden In that market, State, that's a big Golden record. Golden State, make some fucking noise. Y'all the winners. Dun, dun, I woke dun, up, dun, it's dun, easy. Dun, dun. <laughs> 
Oh my Wait, God! Dude, I'm the dude, man. You, know what, you know what's crazy though? A lot of a lot of the San Francisco clubs they frown on like the whole hyphy songs and stuff. They're like, yo, don't, don't play that. Really? No. Some of them, yeah. They embrace them. that shit now. Some of them, dude. That's like, really? I mean, not this club. I still played some of that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm no, sorry. it was just really weird. It was just awkward. It was an awkward night, and I was like, man, like, you know, just won the championship. Like, fucking loosen up. <laughs> Jesus fashion <laughs> But it was still cool It was still a fun night But yeah Like I'm just kind of like fashion. Yo it's You're the champions Fucking sing that shit uh, well, <laughs> I mean I mean But did you expect to play The whole song Or just No no like no I, I just played you know Like yeah, And I didn't even champions. I didn't even start it from like uh, You know the very very beginning Oh where man it's like, nah They would have been yeah, left No 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 it, it, <laughs> I, I, Right as the build up Right like Two seconds It's like We are the champions You know And I'm like Okay and then I literally I let it go like a half hour, you know, I, I, went, I went to it was like, of the world, and then I like echoed yeah. out of it, and then like, boom, yeah, I woke up Chris Breezy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm the man. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm playing this song. <laughs> yeah, and then, but everything was fine. Everything was chill. It was a good night. So, uh, how many years have you been DJing now? 28 years. 28. 28. Here's a fucked up thing. That's my age. 1990. I started in 1990. I'm it's 2018. It'll be, I started in February, so February of 2019 will be 29 years. How do you feel about the music coming out nowadays? Some of it I like and some of it I don't like. Same as any other year? Same any other any year. year. Just, Same thing. Yeah. Uh, music is more disposable now, though. Like, right. Like, like the, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm a huge Kanye fan. This album was just kind of whatever for me. Mm. Yeah. What about Pusha? The Pusha album is hot. What's your, what's your favorite shit to play right now? Um, I'm just curious. All of these years, 28 years, you was a heavy hitter. You was on Dexter. You was on Scam. Now you're on uh, the Rich, Rich Group. Group. Mm-hmm. You're like a little whore. Thanks. Hop around <laughs> <Out> here. <laughs> Thanks. Fuck. He just pokes pokes like, like LeBron, man. He's, yeah, he just pokes his head in wherever it comes in. Hey. Spreading it. Head. Spreading hey, what's up? Y'all want some fashion? Yeah. Spreading it. Here comes fashion. Anyway. I just want to get on the mic for a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what I like playing. I mean, like, I like, what do you I, enjoy? I like playing him, the hip hop artists. You know what I really? I like? haven't heard you spin in a long time, so I'm curious. Yeah, because I remember, you know, yeah, when we when we initially was... met, it was a lot of be more. It was yeah. a lot of taking risks. I don't play. I don't play. Obviously now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I heard you a couple times, but was, I still play was, some random shit. It was great. You're so good at hip hop. Thank you. Uh, well, that's but that's where I started. That was like my whole. I was a hip hop DJ until about like you know what I've always wanted. What I've always wanted was to just hear a hip hop set from you. Yeah, I would love and, to do that. And because what I mostly hear is is uh is an eclectic set, and you'll mix it up. You'll do like a trap remix, and you, or yeah. you'll do a lot of these remixes. Yeah. But I I definitely want to go back to that heavy hitter. Well, I, I would love to love to hear when I kind of get set. to do that stuff is like every summer I get to play the do over. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. like when I play the do over, I usually try to go a little bit more like that. Like last year, excuse me, Prodigy had just passed like a couple weeks before I played. Yeah. And so I ran like a 30 minute Mob Deep set. I just ran all like Sounds my favorite, my favorite Mob Deep records and just back to back to back. I was like, yeah, but I like, I, but I like, you know, and I was like, again, like I was there were some of the records I didn't have or like some of the album cuts that I didn't have. So mm-hmm. I made sure I put that all together mm-hmm. and like I set cue points to like certain parts of the songs that were my favorite parts. So I was just like, yo, this is going to be like my thing. So I think that's actually online. I think you can hear I'm about it. about to say that. Is it on SoundCloud? I think it is. It's not on my SoundCloud. If anything, it might be on the do-over SoundCloud. I could find out. Yeah, give, you guys us the, link. give us the date. Yeah, um, I got I to look it up. It was, it yeah, well, look it up, motherfucker. It was like July or August of last year, but I haven't done it yet this season, but... Yeah, I think the last time I heard fashion was like 2012 at Playhouse or some shit like that. It's a long time ago. Yikes. 
Nah, the thing is, I love, I love. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with Playhouse? Nothing's wrong. With well, Playhouse. I like Yikes. Nah, I don't know. It was a long time ago, whatever. No, like I like Chris Scam had a a, a Thursday there, so I would see like all the cool motherfuckers yeah. every Thursday. But, uh, but then, yo, I met Spike that. Lee on that night. <laughs> oh, really? I took a picture with Spike Lee at Playhouse one night. Wow. Yeah, yeah he was probably like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man, you're my favorite. Fight the power." <laughs> <laughs> Love Spike. Lee. How did uh, Rich Group happen? Um, so um, when I left Scam uh, at the end of 2016, fucking whore. <laughs> Just on the mic. Break Just it. hopping around, <laughs> throwing that fashion pussy everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks, breakups happen, bro. All right, um, so but you, no, it so just you bent over and no, 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 no. With all, with, with all due respect to Sujit, with all due respect to Sujit, just the last year that I was there, like I, I felt like I was just doing a lot of the work myself, mm-hmm. and it was just like you know, again, I, 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 like I said before, I wasn't his priority, and I understood that, and and I, and and that's why I'm just like, I get it. I get that I'm not your priority. I've been on for a while. I'm 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 one of the older DJs. Yeah. Um. And, and it is what it is. But at the same time, like, um, I'm a consistent DJ. Period. And and anyone who wants to try me on that, bring it. I show up. I do the job. I do two. I give two hundred percent at every gig. I enjoy being everywhere that I'm at. And it's rare, if at all, where someone calls and like, "Yo, that dude sucked. He was a dick. He showed up late." He fucking got too drunk and couldn't play. He just totally didn't want to be there. Like, that's never going to happen with me. And it was just like, you know, like, I made sure, even though I wasn't, like, one of his main guys, I played consistently, like, over the years. And I brought in a steady check to him. Mm -hmm. And it just, but that last year, I felt like I did all the work. And it was just like, why am I paying out this check when I'm doing all the work? Mm -hmm. And, um, And granted, it wasn't all the work, but... It damn sure was the majority of it that last year. Mm-hmm. And and I told him that. I'm like, look, this is, I, I just can't do it anymore. And so I said, okay, there's only a handful of, like, open format agencies or that would even be willing to fuck with this guy. And I was like, some of them I already knew wasn't going to happen. I'm like, you know what? Um, if I'm going to go to any agency, I would want to be involved with, I think, the rich group. And I was like, and if they're not interested, then I'll pretty much just represent myself and do exactly what I did this mm-hmm. whole last year. And just do all my own shit. Mm-hmm. And then so um, Lewis at the Rich Group um, took a meeting with me. Uh, Graham and uh, Joe Moss had set it up. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, he goes, I've known. I didn't know who Lewis was at all. And then um, he's like, yeah, I've known of you because he actually started out. He was an employee at Dexstar years ago, like right after I left. And so um, and then he eventually left there and started his own thing. But he's like, I know of you. I know of your background and everything. He goes, if you want to be part of this, he's like, I will. You're you're welcome to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And he tells me, he's like, look, he's like, I get like 30 to 50 requests from DJs a month that want to be part of Rich Group. And he honestly he hasn't signed anyone in like a year and a half. The last two main people he signed was me and Jessica Who. Mm-hmm. And then um, he Jessica Who, great great DJ. Yes. Yeah. And um, I got on literally like two weeks before she did. And then the only person that's come on board since then is this uh, artist, Morton, who is also, uh, he's signed with Dimock uh, for music. He's a mm-hmm. EDM producer and DJ from, um, we'll just say Europe. It, it's either Sweden or Denmark or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly where, but he's a real good guy. And um, But yeah, so that's like the only guy that he has kind of like on that side. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's it. I was like, all right, cool, and um, I've been happy. Ever th- I've been happy over there. For He's now, hustling. for now, until you hoard out. Believe me, <laughs> four years later. Believe me, it's time to move on. Believe me, 
um, when 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 I need to say what I have to say, the dude takes my call and listens. Mm-hmm. So and it's not all it's not always <coughs> nice. That's dope. So, but what you have to say, what he has to say, what I have to say, or what he has to say. You know what though? He actually is like. Um, I give it to Lewis. He's like, yo, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. You know, do this. Do this. Send me this. Um, and, like, he'll call me, like, who else can we do? What else can we do? How can we do this? Um, and um, and I like that. It, and, and, like, he pushed me to do a lot of stuff. And, like, I was kind of mentioning you guys earlier. He's always like, yo, you need to make some new music. You need to make some new music. Right, so right. Blah, 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 just so. Um, but, again, at the time, right now, I'm just less about making my own original shit and just you know because the, again the music is so disposable do i really want to sit in studio for two weeks a month whatever try to make something that may or may not crack and then you're just like okay you just wasted all this time when you could be playing stuff that you know or, or make like cool edits of records that already pop yeah well here's here's a counter to what you're saying yeah music is disposable right now yeah. but it's also um it's easier for good music to stand out I, I agree with that. Well, right. but the stuff that uh, the EP I came out with a disco house EP what like three four and years ago. Yeah, and it was fun and I loved it and I loved every track was that was dope. on it. And you did a great marketing thing. I remember you were like uh, editing videos like old school. Yeah, was it Soul Train videos? Soul or? Train. Yeah, I would take like Soul Train dances and edit them to the songs. Yeah, but again, it just there's it's a niche it was a market. Little, a little ahead of its time. Yeah, but it, again, it's a niche market and that kind of style kind of dipped it, it wasn't as popular now as it was well maybe just do three songs yeah a year or like one a season you know what i mean one i got winter, some ideas about fall, some you know? stuff like i made a, yeah. i made some other records but like i tried i tried to make like some edm records and like some big like but don't do that i mean but I, don't that's what i'm saying though yeah. is as that started to phase out i was like okay how can i try to like do you yeah but that's just it i tried to do those and i was like fuck these are lame like i don't want to do these These suck focus on 95 bpm to 100 bro there you go do that dude why'd you wink at me when you said that Anything else we want to talk His about? His art, bro. He's oh, yeah. yeah man. We didn't touch on your art, Paul. I, I respect. I saw the Renaissance video. And you have the, yeah. the Supreme Decks. Yeah. I, all the stuff that's in that video, I no longer have any of it. Why? None of it. How much did you sell the decks for? Um, the polka oh, dot ones. The Hearst decks, I think those, I think I sold at the time for like 6000 Yeah, they that's go about for what that they're, much. That's a, yeah. They're about valued that right now. You paid $33 for each or 44 um, it was a little more. I think it was like seventy five actually. Seventy five bucks a, a deck, and then he flipped yeah. it for six Gs. Years, a few, a few years later, wow. a few years later. Like I've slowed down. I, I I've definitely slowed down a lot. Um, well, over the years too. Like we'll put you like this too. Like oh, you've noticed this over the years too. Like the fees, the DJ fees, went from being like really like holy shit. Yeah. To like. Sorry, to holy shit. Okay, like. <laughs> It's still good money, but you're just like, all right, like, you know, you're just not spending it the same way you were, you know, years ago. So yeah. mm-hmm. I've definitely slowed down a few things, and like I've been a little more wise. Before I was trying to get like anything I could, and then now I'm I'm really just like, you know. Did you say your cost from like ninety nine? Um, uh, my all my cost figures went um, probably like six years ago, and then uh, like I had a four footer, I had a, co- a black cost four footer. I got it like um, I got it for like thirty five hundred, like right out the store, Fuck. and then um, I like sold it for seven thousand. Now that shit's worth like fifty G's, forty fifty G's. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's a four foot. That's just yeah. so hard to get. Which did you have the gray one? And the all black. The all black one, which were even more rare because yeah. the all black. They, I want to say it was either ten or twelve of them that are no. It was a, it was a lower number than maybe it was, no. I think it was a hundred of each, but it, that one was a little more rare because 
um, before they had made all of them, the mold had broke. So mm. all the others were like in a series of 100, and that one was like a series of like 88 or 90 or some shit. So it, wasn't it, it made it a little bit warm. Right? No, it was just a regular one. Damn. But yeah, I love Cos. He's still one of my favorite artists. But his actual artwork is out of my price range. So I enjoy watching his Instagram and seeing it in museums and whatever, but I won't. I won't own any cars anytime soon. Um, I remember you like actually befriending a lot of artists too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I like mean, I try to like, I, when I, if I'm interested in somebody's work, it's like, yeah. I want to like learn more about them, their practice. I try to do studio visits. Like when I go to New York or certain cities, like if they have a studio. Yeah, like, cause like Sean, sometimes you would stay at Sean Perry's crib, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you would like drag him to, I, I didn't know, shower like there either. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he, you would like drag him to like I don't know upstate New York. Yeah, we or went like to Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, we went to Connecticut. This place called the Brandt Foundation. To and you'd want to like I don't know if you'd meet the artist there or like you know what I mean. Well, or he had like a the artist is this artist Nate Loman, and um, he had a big show at the Brandt Foundation, and um, it was just it was getting ready to be the end of the show, and um, I wanted to see it before, and I literally I took some airline miles, and I was like, Sean, I'm gonna fly out on this day i'm gonna spend the night and then we're gonna drive to connecticut the next day and then i'm gonna fly out the next morning he was like all right let's do it and so um he the artist wasn't actually there but um it was an appoint the the place it's by appointment only and all the other people had canceled their appointment so me and sean were the only people there so this this girl she was she was cute too so we're walking around and she's trying to like tell me about the art and meanwhile sean's like so you got a you got a boyfriend <laughs> Sean was like totally trying to like <laughs> hit the whole time. I'm like, man, like, let tell me about this shit. Like, I flew all you know, all across the country to you know about this, and he's over here like, yo, so where you live? Where you stay? You got a loft? What are you what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. And so this guy, and he's like, who who's this artist? And I'm like, yeah. Sean didn't care, but it was good. We had fun. We rented a car and got on the wrong freeway. Young, the wrong side sometimes. Yeah. Huh? How much? Uh, how much? What's the most you've ever spent? Give us a range. Don't say a specific number if you don't like. The most, and it's been a while since I did, but the most I ever spent on a single piece is 16K. 16K? Yeah. I, I thought it was crazy. And it no, 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 no. But see, I tried uh, I, I'm, I tried to get, um, that's that's like a, that's that's even high for me. That's way high for that's, me. Yeah. But that's like, I try to stay like less than five and then let it appreciate. And go up. And go up. And I try to get, and that's why I try to do a lot of research. I try to learn more about artists when they're young and like not blown up, and so I can get them at prices that are like more in my range. Now um, I have invested in a couple um, works with um, co-investors, and we've spent as high as almost thirty grand. Wow. You invested in uh, what's that kid's name? Well, he's not a kid, but I like Monopoly. No, he that dude up. is trash. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Damn, okay. Sorry. I mean. <laughs> It's kind of like all hype, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, in the street world, he has no credibility. It's kind of of a sample. Yeah. I'm good on Alex Monopoly. It's whatever. He don't know me. No, I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of guys like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, you know. But you mess with, like, Mr. Brainwash? Nope. No, you don't. No. I mean, I, some of his stuff's cool, but, like, again, that's that. That's more of the street art side, and it just you're it, more the. I've I've I've, I've but fa- at, at a certain that. point it became like yeah no it I was really like into a it. pimping game no yeah. I mean like it was getting pimped out it was yeah. like they, everyone was just taking advantage like yo all of these rich people are just buying this shit so I'm yeah. just gonna start but I mean, making like, this shit like with the Alex Monopoly thing I mean you can you can find it all online but like there was a guy that was actually making like a lot of his work and then he would just sign his name to it 
And then finally the dude was like, yo, I'm tired of this shit. Like, it was like a deal with Forever 21 or something. They want to come out with, like, a T-shirt design or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, uh, Alec Monopoly was like, yo, let's do it. And he basically went and did the thing. And the guy who was making work was like, yo, yeah, I'm not trying to fuck with that. I'm not trying to have my shit on, like, you know, 10-year-old oh, girl so shirts. Oh, so like his ghost painter? Yeah. Oh. And God. so it was, like, a big deal. And then finally the guy came out and was like, yo, um, I'm not cool with this. And I'm coming out and saying like i'm the guy that does shit and it's whatever and so i'm not saying that alec monopoly can't paint i'm just saying that it's to me he's just not a legitimate artist so it is what it is but just even the style like uh, i'm not i'm i'm past the whole um you know paintings of like dollar signs and louis vuitton symbols and that's just not my thing i mean it's just Mm. it's decorative do you do you like like daniel arsham and all that some of arsham stuff is okay like mm-hmm. I lately, I've been like I tried to go to museums and see a lot of the old stuff, like Jasper Johns and mm-hmm. um, Cy Twombly and, and like the OGs from like the fifties and stuff like that. Um, and it's work that I'll never be able to afford. Right. I mean, these are like millions and millions of dollars, but it's like amazing work. And it just when you see those things and you're and and you go back and you, you these are dudes that like made this shit so long ago and you're just like and then now people today like copy these styles and you're just like so to see like something original like that it just i don't know it just means more to me but yeah but um yeah what was your biggest flip um well i'll tell you my biggest non-flip i had a i had a work that i bought for 9k and at the time i could have turned it for almost 200k fuck and i slept on it why because you thought it was going to go up more that not necessarily that it would go up more i thought it would be stable and kind of maintain but um um at the i also had a friendly relationship with the artist like i didn't want to like just shoot this dude's work you know what i mean like it's 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 like an unwritten rule and like he was in so high demand at the time like i was i felt lucky that i was even able to get a, a, a work from him uh, and and so it's they artists like they know who has their work right and mm-hmm. so if he would have saw that shit go up at auction it would have been like yo fuck you man like whatever whatever so anyway i slept on it. I, st- I sat on it i sat on it and i sat on it and then his market just tanked like like there was a whole big thing like a couple of years ago and like the emerging art market like tanked and um he was one of the main artists to tanked, and that work that I bought for nine that went up to almost two, I did end up selling it for eighty five hundred. Damn, I lost, lost money. Damn, he wow. lost two hundred k and then five hundred. Do you do you regret it? Um, Fuck yeah! I, you oh, know yeah, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, here's the thing: in certain ways, I do, but at the same time, I don't because when there's also a re- it's a reputation thing, and um sellers who like fashions that do that befriends you and is cool with you and then once he has your work he tries to flip it pretty much sort yeah. of like that not even the friend part but just there there are people in in, in the world that are known <coughs> he's as not flippers. in it for the art yeah he's and they're in it, they're for, in the it for, the, for the money mm-hmm. and culture, culture. and it's just like i i respect i respect those guys and what they do and i respect the galleries that have worked with me and stuff in the past and the last thing i want my reputation with them was more important than the money Mm, and so cool. like and that's another thing if if i would have sold that work i could have been blacklisted from like every gallery in the country really like no one would sell me anything ever yeah. again because they know they're like oh well, that's yeah don't sell to him because he's gonna he's gonna sell it he's gonna he's put it at auction 
So, yeah, I, so I didn't. So looking back, yeah, it hurt knowing that I could have had that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, I, just it's like everybody, yeah, just like everybody, I have it's debts. It's not life changing. I have debts no. that I still have. You know, I have debts to pay and it would have been nice to have those monkeys off my back. But um, it is what it is. I, I'm, I, I, at the same time, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. So, cool. yeah, I guess I have a, what is it? Um, not a heart, but like. Um, conscience. There you go. Yeah. I have a conscience <laughs> 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 to go with my good hygiene. Um, <laughs> fuck. You're good man, fashion. You're a good yeah. man. Irish Spring. Good so man. The, the real question is: uh, uh, Are you guys coming out tonight, or what? What's going on? I'm staying in. I'm I'll staying be out. in. I'll right. be out. What's wrong with you guys? I'm older than all you guys by like several fucking decades. You'll Jamie, see. I, I you'll see, you'll see me. Night. All right. I'll see my. Jamie, you gonna poke that out? No, no, my no, poke. No, I worked last night. And then last night and in the daytime, I'm still. I might poke my head out. Never yeah, some rest. there he I is. Got you, bro. You going, uh, yeah. Jewel? Yeah, yeah. Last time <laughs> you answered the story about <laughs> a guy damn nearly showered. Fucking uh, talking about showering, he almost showered fashion with a full bottle of Maker's Mark. He did. Not even almost. He did. <laughs> like I was soaking wet. Like the whole backside of my body was covered in Maker's Mark. Yeah, it was what crazy. Happened? He sprayed it on you? No, he just he like slipped and f- or no the bottle. He set the bottle down on like the edge of the seat. And he was sitting down. A- and it and it and it yeah I was sitting down like in front of him. Yeah. And the bottle like fell and it literally like as soon as it hit the cushion <laughs> it just <laughs> like all over in my pants all oh, over shoes. my back my shoes Damn. i mean it was everywhere i was just like what the fuck and then i was like who knows this guy and no one knew him. i was like yo get the fuck out of here he was just trying to be in the dj booth cool yeah exactly him and his three friends didn't now, even see, belong had a had a girl drop that i would have been like it's okay boo it'll dry no and then some <laughs> girls walked over and they wanted to take a shot with fashion like a group of girls wanted to just take, take a shot with fashion uh-huh. Nah, you know, they, but it wasn't. They didn't want it. It, it wasn't. So, 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 Scratchy's coming out tonight. You know, Scratchy, right? I vaguely remember. <laughs> <laughs> so Scratchy was like, "When we go, well, I'm like, yo, we're drinking tonight, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I got." It. I was like, "One for one, let's go. One for one." He's like, "All right, done." So, so the girls were walking by. I remember the girls were walking by, and he was like, it "Yo, was like seven girls." He's like, "Yo, he wants to take a shot with you guys," and I'm like. Nah, I don't though because like one, we were almost out of alcohol. I was like, why are you gonna give these seven stranger yeah. and these these girls were like sixes? And I'm not like trying to judge, <laughs> but they yeah. were sixes. It's like, yo, man, when the bottle gets low, you have to like watch who you give the shots to. Yeah. And and so we ended up pouring all the bottle. We basically finished off the bottle in like by like one. <laughs> and I'm like, and these guys just went on at like twelve fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, so I was just like ah. Uh, so and then meanwhile, Scratchy didn't even take the shot. So I was just like whatever. Anyway, and then and then I just remember we ended up like what like eight dudes. It sounds like a horrible dude. Yeah. I hope I never meet him. <laughs> Scratchy, <laughs> Scratchy, <or? laughs> Scratchy's my guy. Scratchy. Yeah, I I heard about him. We'll see what's up. This guy. <laughs> I'm an Asian dude on scam. Yeah. There's oh, so the many Asian brown guys shade. on scam. Uh, fashion. I think we're done with you. Man, I really appreciate you having me here. Yo, anything I else you want to ask? Anything random? I think I we covered. None? Yeah, we. I think we touched on everything. Paul, are you <laughs> are you spending night in Vegas anytime soon? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm playing at uh, Apex next 
Saturday the 23rd. Oh, shit. Have you guys been yet? Uh, one of you guys did it, yeah. I, was, I did it last night. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? Fine. Yeah, yeah, it's good it's cool. yeah, so I'm excited. And the cool, the cool thing about, like, uh, uh, um, so the new palms, uh, I was reading, I can't remember the guys' names, but the guys that own that and did the oh, remodel, they're, shit. they're, they're big They're big art collectors. They, yeah, oh, the whole yeah. shit is around the palms. Yeah, and so, like, some of, like, a, a lot of the work that I'm really into and focused on now that they're in that category so there's works Andy by like, Warhol and shit like yeah that. Uh, Richard Prince and a lot of the guys I don't so. know what the shark who did the shark that's Damien Hurst that shit is crazy so yeah so there's I'm a excited to see about that shark right now huh uh, there's there's a little controversy about that shark at the palms because uh, I, I heard from the grapevine that uh, Chinese like gamblers mm-hmm. like a shark is bad luck oh wow for gambling but a chopped up shark and then yeah, when the shark is kind of it's it's <laughs> like in segment segmented, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like it's chopped up shark, and I heard that's even worse luck. <laughs> really, so a lot of Chinese gamblers are don't want to like oh, gamble got, there. That's crazy. They got that huge. I've ass never heard cost that. Too. I heard yeah. that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they have a huge ass cause. Yeah, cause that's just hot. So. That's just dope. Do they have a Jeff Coons in there or no? No, no, no. no. Oh, there's a couple. I, of, I know I there's one. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't think so. And then those, those body sculpture shits at Apex. I don't know who did those. Either. Dustin Yellen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to just kind of go explore the. Yeah, you're gonna nerd out. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, fashion. Uh, it's been a long time. I love you, man. Thank you for coming too, bro. Thank you for having yeah, me, man. man. Thank Seriously. you, man. I, I I I got respect for all you guys. I love everybody in this room. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank Res- you, man. man. Much respect, respect, man. Like honestly, 28 years in the game. Tip my hat off to you. I appreciate. And, uh, it. And uh, thanks for coming through. Thank you. Uh-huh. Come over Thank here and let me here. slap you with my sweaty dick. <laughs> 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 I love Bars. you, man. Thank All you. Right, brother. All right.